5: white
6: supremacy is the sickness. If
7: you took out a dodgy government business loan during the pandemic, you might be wondering if it'll ever catch up with you. And you might have a lot of company. Investigators now say they have questions about $200 billion worth of federal business aid, which includes the PPP loans issued during the depths of the crisis. That is way too many cases for the feds to look into. But local investigators have joined the effort, and your likelihood of getting caught may come down to where you work. NPR's Martin Costi has the story from Chicago.
8: The thing about those millions of forgivable pandemic loans, they're searchable. During the pandemic, news organizations sued the government to make sure it would post basic information, such as names, addresses, and dollar amounts. And when you dig into that data it can take you to some interesting places, Hi, such as Matthew House, a small day shelter for the homeless on Chicago's South Side. A couple of men are watching TV. Tia Singleton is the shelter's director of case management.
5: They can come in and get out of the elements. They can stay all day, take two showers, have two hot meals.
8: There's also a free mail room here, Anyone, homeless or not, can give out this address, and 50 people did when they applied for pandemic business loans. Records show that more than half of them got the money, usually $20,000, which was the standard amount for a one-person business with $100,000 in revenue. Singleton looks at the list of names.
5: I'm sure maybe 99% of the people are here don't have a business.
8: She says nobody in government ever contacted Matthew House to ask about the 50 businesses supposedly based here.
5: No, and and that's why this is very concerning to me, because if these people all have the same address, I think that should have been questioned, right?
8: But to be fair, investigators have their hands full. That PPP list is full of suspicious patterns like this. There's repeated addresses, repeated names, and the recurrence of certain kinds of one-person businesses that are hard to prove didn't exist. Catering comes up a lot. One study showed that Chicago had a higher rate of these suspicious loans than other big cities. It's not clear why. Lisa Noller says you have to be realistic about what the Feds can do about it.
9: Well, there's there's a resource issue.
8: Noller's is a lawyer who used to prosecute financial crimes for the U.S. Attorney's Office in Chicago. She says the Feds tend to look for cases with a good return on investment, egregious cases where someone claimed to have multiple employees and stole millions. These one-person business loans are just less interesting.
10: The federal government does not have so many prosecutors that they can pursue people who got $20,000. There's also no jail time for a $20,000.
8: So does this mean the small fry will get off scot-free? Not necessarily, because this is where the inspectors general come in. I'm Will Fletcher. I'm the inspector general for Chicago Public Schools. Inspectors general for public agencies often investigate fraud committed by their employees. Fletcher knew that he'd have his hands full when he saw how during the pandemic the feds were handing out money with few questions asked. When that happened, when we saw how little information was being collected, we knew that people would go for it. So Fletcher's office ran that PPP data against the list of Chicago schools' 30,000 employees. While they may have correctly assessed that the chances of an FBI agent showing up at their door were rather low. What they probably didn't count on was that local oversight agencies would be looking into these loans because they have to protect the integrity of the government entity that they work for. He says so far they've identified 15 cases of fraud among school employees and more cases are open. Things are even further along over at the Chicago Housing Authority. The inspector general there is Catherine Richards, her office overlooks a noisy junction for the L train. Last year, her office identified 23 housing authority employees who had suspicious loans or got loans for real businesses that they'd been hiding from their employer. Sixteen employees ended up being fired.
11: We had a good handful say they were using the money to start a business. (laughs) Others just, you know, my sister told me to do it. I didn't read it, but I signed it. Some things like that.
8: NPR reached out to the fired employees. Most didn't want to talk. One did, but not on tape. We're not using her name because she's admitting to a crime. I did get caught up in it, she said. But she also said she had decades with the housing authority and, quote, I was a damned good employee. The residents loved me, and I felt like what happened didn't have nothing to do with our jobs, unquote. But the IG says this does have to do with their jobs, especially since the housing authority doles out federal money.
11: You can't administer a federal program if you've defrauded another federal program.
8: <laughs> so, Other public agencies are also running investigations. Chicago IG Deborah Wittsberg won't say how many of the city's 36,000 employees are under scrutiny, or which ones, but she says she has certain priorities. We are appropriately
4: more concerned about potential abuses by people in positions of public trust. High-ranking people, you know, city officials, people in positions where they interact with or control some piece of city finances, etc.
8: And this isn't just about public employees, either. People on government aid are now under suspicion. Denerika Brooks is with Chicago Legal Aid.
12: The Chicago Housing Authority is affirmatively looking at that online ledger to see which families have received PPP loans. And the CHA is using that information to terminate the subsidies of those families.
8: The CHA has identified almost 9,000 loans linked to people in subsidized housing, and it's telling residents to explain pandemic aid that potentially disqualifies them for their low-income benefits. But Brooks says this is unfair, making them justify their PPPs when so many big businesses didn't have to. She says it's making people anxious.
12: The worries are, when will they start looking? When is the cutoff? Am I safe? And what can I do? And who's going to be able to help me actually preserve my subsidy if I need help?
8: As to the question of how long this will hang over people's heads, Will Fletcher thinks it's going to be a while. I don't know that that concern ever gets stale. Besides being the IG for Chicago schools, Fletcher is also president of the Association of Inspectors General. They just had their conference in Chicago. He says around the country, every local or state IG he knows has some kind of PPP investigation going. He also predicts that the question of bogus pandemic loans will now become a permanent part of public agencies vetting process. We think that it should be. We think that when you're hiring a new employee in any kind of a position of trust, it should be part of the standard background check where you went to
7: school, whether you've had an arrest you should also look for indicators of pandemic fraud including PPP
8: fraud. So, if you did bend the truth about having a small business during the pandemic, the feds are probably not coming for you, but that searchable list is not going away. Martin Costi, NPR News, Chicago.
1: It's a robot. She's a goddamn robot.
7: Las Vegas relies on casino workers, bartenders, cashiers, valet drivers, among many service and hospitality jobs. But automation and artificial intelligence are taking over some of these tasks. So how does a city built on service work adapt? NPR's Deepa Shivaram brings us this report.
2: Spend just a few hours on the Strip in Las Vegas and you'll run into machines doing human jobs everywhere. Instead of checking in with a person at the front desk of a hotel, you can do it on a screen. If you go down to the casino, the machines will learn what kind of games you like and suggest more of them. And if you head over to Planet Hollywood, you could be served by a robot bartender. Hi, so. mm-hmm. Hi That's Sabrina Bergman. She works at the Tipsy Robot, and her job is to help the robot bartender do its job. When it accidentally knocks over a cup, she'll fix it. If a drink is only poured halfway, she'll top it off at the bar. At the beginning, uh, we, I got a lot of drugs, you know, like, ah, oh, you're a robot, you know what I mean, at the beginning. Now people are, like, used to it, you A second location of Tipsy Robot just opened up in a different hotel on the Strip. But Bergman isn't worried about the robot replacing her.
12: I don't know. I think we're just like, oh, whatever.
2: She says that maybe in 10 years, things will start to change. And she's not wrong. Various studies predict that by 2035, automation in Vegas could impact between 38 to 65 percent of jobs. And in addition to automation, artificial intelligence is becoming more commonplace, too. So now a city that's heavily relied on tourism to keep it afloat is trying to prepare for a drastically changing economy.
13: The question is, how do you factor in and how do you adopt your economic development strategy to accommodate a world where certain jobs may no longer exist.
2: That's John Restrepo. He's an economist with the group RCG Economics based in Las Vegas. He says companies have a big incentive to cut certain jobs, like cashiers.
1: What do companies have to do
13: to uh, increase their margins? And what happens oftentimes is companies increase their margins by reducing costs. And labor is a big cost.
2: But in addition to being a service town, Las Vegas is also a union town. The Culinary Union is the largest union in Nevada. Back in 2018, they negotiated protections in their contract that addressed technology and automation. If a company is planning new technology in the workplace, they have to give workers an advance notice. And it's mandatory to provide free training on how to use the technology. Ted Papageorge helped negotiate that contract five years ago. He's now the secretary treasurer of the union, and he's involved in talks for a new contract. At a rally to show support for workers on the Strip, he says they're prepared to make artificial intelligence an issue to strike over. Look,
13: we had a huge fight about technology in previous contract. We're going to have the same
7: fight this time around.
2: But he says it's still early. No one's really sure how much AI could replace jobs and workers. But his priority is making sure that workers have a safety net.
13: How do our folks make sure that the jobs that remain, that we can
7: work them? and that we're not thrown out like an old shoe. We're not going to stand for that.
2: Experts say artificial intelligence will affect different types of jobs in different ways. Some jobs will be wiped out. Some will require retraining. And in some cases, it could help make workers more productive. And then there's the brand new jobs that AI could create that don't even exist yet. In Las Vegas, city officials know they have to start preparing for whatever changes are coming right now. And that starts with getting the community familiar with AI in the first place. Hey, take care you. Yeah. At the Las Vegas Chamber of Commerce, local business owners, teachers and entrepreneurs have gathered to find out how AI can be used in their lives. Tony Yi is at this panel. He owns a small moving company in Las Vegas, and he's looking to learn about AI so he can grow his business.
8: I'm really intrigued with AI, and I know it's the next frontier. So it's just like how people didn't believe in the Internet back in the 90s. This is the next Revolution, And and if you're not on board, then you're going to be left behind. That's just what, and I don't want to be left behind.
2: Eventually, Tony wants to be able to use AI to essentially function as his HR department, to handle things like evaluations from customers, a job that previously he'd have to hire another person to do. Deepa Shivaram, NPR News, Las Vegas.
5: Please tell me you speak English.
8: I'm Detective Carter. Do you speak any English?
1: Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth?
14: Now we're going to take a deep dive into something that's been on our radar. Yeah,
0: we at Morning Edition just want to circle back to make sure we're on the same page about something. It's a new survey about the most annoying office jargon.
14: Ugh, a recent poll by the company Preply asked white-collar workers to weigh in on the words and terms they are most sick of hearing at work. The number one most annoying term on the survey, drum roll please, circling back. And oh. it turns out that people are not a fans of coworkers saying touching base or pinging each other.
10: Oh,
0: so Daniel, I think we might be these annoying coworkers here, but is that going to stop me from using this jargon? No. To unpack why certain workplace jargon can be so irritating, we hopped on a call to ask Peter Sukolowski, editor at large at Merriam-Webster.
14: When we see terms like fast-paced environment or entrepreneurial spirit or to wear many hats, they become kind of cliches and they lose their intensity. They lose a little bit of their meaning. Sokolowski says words that are supposed to bring clarity can start to sound empty if the boss uses them too much. In English, we value clarity and we value simplicity and especially when explaining complicated ideas. The words that ring true are the ones that break ideas down.
0: So when language is used to create emotional distance, like calling layoffs a reduction in force, people notice Mm -hmm. and they get annoyed.
14: But Sokolowski says workplace jargon does have its place. Another one that people love to hate is onboarding. But the fact is, of course, onboarding serves a function, and uh, if you step back from it, you can realize that, yes, to, you know, give a quick survey of a new workplace to a new employee, there is a utility to that, and maybe we need a name for that.
0: I mean, we could just call it training, but anyway, (laughs) people tend to be pretty conservative with their language habits, Sokolowski says, so when we hear new words, they can get under our skin pretty quickly.
14: We all have peeves about language, we all have preferences about language, and typically, because language always changes, we notice those changes, and we almost always hate the changes that we notice. But, Layla, you never irritate me with your office jargon, so <laughs> keep on going. Thanks. And a little uh, word from the wise. Before you ask a co-worker to think outside the box, maybe take your own advice and find another way to say that.
12: Billy Holiday, I sing your blues. Bet your life
10: against me, and I swear to God you'll lose it. Motherfuck the cops, were still singing for St. Louis. Motherfuck the cops, are still singing for St. Louis. Motherfuck the cops, are still singing for St. Louis.
5: Thousands of child abuse reports come into Missouri's Children's Division every year. Many are investigated and resolved. The biggest outlier is the St. Louis area, though, where investigators are struggling with huge caseloads. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports clearing the backlog is a big
11: challenge. Last fall, Anna Riley read the newspaper and saw an article about a staffing shortage in Missouri's Children's Division. I read the article. I said, this is something that I can do. This is a position that I can help in. So she went to a job fair and was hired on the spot as an investigator who looks into accusations of child abuse and neglect in St. Louis and St. Louis County. I loved serving my families. I loved being able to help people. Um, a lot of times it's just like a simple advice or like a, hey, mom, dad, you guys are doing good. Uh, just keep doing good, stay on track, you've got this. Um, And sometimes those three words or four words could just
4: help a family, like,
11: uh, you know, maintain stability. Soon after she started her job, Riley discovered that her office was critically short of investigators. That meant that her caseload grew far beyond what she should have been handling. Riley reached a breaking point after she worked a weekend shift where she was given more cases on top of the ones she was still investigating. She realized there was no way she could climb out of her caseload, so Riley quit. I did not quit because of the content in the case. I quit because of the caseload. Riley's departure as an investigator speaks volumes about the troubles around the St. Louis office of the Children's Division. And some of the numbers that describe the problems are stunning. As of mid-August, there are only 16 investigators looking into abuse and neglect in St. Louis and St. Louis County. There should be 60. And there are 6,124 cases of alleged abuse or neglect that were not closed after the department's target of 45 days. It's a backlog that's alarmed elected officials, child welfare experts, and former Children's Division workers like Lazarus Jameson.
0: firmly believe that, like, this is a huge problem that leads to unsafety and harm and death. Like, We are talking about literal lives, tons and tons of them.
11: So how did the state get to this point? Part of it comes down to how extensive it is to investigate alleged child abuse or neglect. Once an accusation is routed to an investigator, that person needs to talk to a lot of people. The person who made the call to the hotline, the person or people accused of abuse or neglect, and the child who may be at risk. This process can take a lot of time, especially since investigators have to physically visit people's homes. State Representative Kerry Ingle used to work as an investigator for the Children's Division. The Lee Summit Democrat notes that it wasn't unusual to go into a case looking for something specific and find other alarming issues.
2: I had circumstances where I would get a report of educational neglect and I walk in and there is really bad hoarding going on in the home. It is absolutely unsanitary. Maybe there are other children there that I that weren't even on the original report. Maybe there's sexual abuse going on. Maybe it's an open meth lab, like these things happen.
11: Not all of the more than 6,000 overdue cases will result in substantiated abuse or neglect, Some are still open because investigators are so busy that they haven't filed the paperwork yet. Indeed, the average workload for a St. Louis investigator is 150 cases. Some have a higher number than that. A manageable caseload is supposed to be between 12 and 15 cases. Daryl Missy knows this. He's the director of the Children's Division. He does say if a child is in imminent danger, children's division workers will try to see that child within a few hours and make sure law enforcement is contacted. But Missy says the lack of staffing means that investigators are in triage mode. Things that are crimes and are, are emergent, you 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 put on the front burner, and then you know the the dirty house case, the educational neglect case. Those things uh, may take some more time because you're not, you're not thinking somebody's going to be harmed today because of that. While Missy and other officials see the 6,124 cases in the St. Louis backlog as an unquestionable problem, they are making progress. Since June, the backlog has been cut by about 700. Governor Mike Parson says the Children's Division can get a handle on overdue cases if they get enough people. And I'm going from a
15: law enforcement career. When you get a case file stacked on your desk, you know, at some point you're trying to get two case files. And that's the wrong area we want to have anybody in that position. We want to make sure they look at those
13: case files, understand the fact of a case, and then understand how to take action.
11: Attracting investigators with bigger salaries is a problem, too. The Children's Division cannot increase salaries based on the cost of living in a certain part of the state, according to Department of Social Services Director Robert Nodell. That means that the starting salary for an investigator in rural West Plains and an investigator in suburban St. Louis County is the same, around $43,000 a year. Nodell also said that while the division has been able to hire more investigators recently, the new employees need time to acclimate to the unique and sensitive work.
8: You know, even though we are seeing you know, some positive trends in terms of hiring in the St. Louis region, you know, we do, you know, those individuals have to be trained. This is,
11: you know, very sensitive work. There are a lot of statutory uh, requirements that uh, that that come along. So, you know, we can't just simply toss someone in the deep end of the pool. Lawmakers from both parties have praised both Missy and Nodell for bringing light to staffing issues in the children's division and providing guidance for how to alleviate the caseload problem. Ultimately, Democratic Representative Rachel Proudy of Ferguson says the state urgently needs to find a way to pay investigators more. It's imperative for the children who are at risk.
5: The answer to what happens when we don't do it, though, is that We are going to create a bunch of broken individuals with a myriad of issues and trauma from having been abused and neglected and no one was able to intervene and children are going to die. Uh, There are no two ways about it.
11: In the meantime, the Children's Division is holding a hiring fair every Tuesday at its Page Avenue office in St. Louis County. They're looking for investigators to help protect the region's children. I'm Jason Rosenbaum st louis public radio
12: did you know as a girl growing up that one day you'd be a maid
11: yes ma'am
10: i did and you knew that because my mama was a maid my grandmama was a house, house slave do you ever dream of being something else What does it feel like to raise a white child when your own child's at home
14: being looked after by somebody else?
10: It feels...
0: Chicago is the largest U.S. city requiring contracts for domestic workers. That means employers must provide written contracts with hours, wages, and other information for house cleaners, nannies, and caregivers who work in the city. The point is to protect workers and professionalize the industry. But workers' rights advocates say very few domestic workers have gotten contracts, and employers still don't know about the requirement. WBEZ's Esther Yunji Kang has the story.
4: On a busy stretch of North Avenue in West Suburban Elmwood Park, Magdalena Mroczka drags her heavy vacuum and loads it into the trunk of a car. Oops, thank goodness I got a big car. And that's the cleaning supplies. So. I'll be all set for my job. Murovca has been cleaning homes for a living since the 1990s, and as of January 2022, she is entitled to a written contract from her employer about her wage and work schedule in her preferred language. Other provisions might include who brings supplies, what happens when an employer cancels, and situations where workers might be asked to do something outside their scope. Now, listen to what happened to Murovca when she approached an employer she'd worked for for years. Basically, I said that there is a requirement in Chicago that we should have a contract agreement to protect both sides. And they didn't say anything, but in a few days, they just let me go. Mrovca says the employer told her their college-age daughter was home and would take over cleaning duties. A coincidence, maybe, but she had been working there for so long, she thinks the timing was related to her request. After that experience, she has not asked any of her employers for a contract. In fact, she's whittled down the cleaning jobs she takes in the city of Chicago because the suburbs don't have the same requirement. It's just not worth it to me. If I presented approaching people for contract and I lose the job, we will not have money to support ourselves. This is constant headache and stress. Unnecessary. Anya Jakubek is an organizer with the workers' rights group Arise Chicago. Her organization has hundreds of members who clean homes, nanny, and do caretaking work in the city, but not many have been able to get written contracts.
12: They have the barrier of of fear to ask their employers. Some of them will give them information, waiting for employer to respond. And when the employer doesn't respond, they don't push.
4: She says right now the burden of getting a contract is on the worker, and that needs to change. But in many cases, she says employers don't know about the ordinance or even the 500 to to $1,000 fine that comes along with not complying.
12: There needs to be more education
4: and outreach. She says perhaps ad campaigns at schools, park districts, in mass transit. The city says it's partnered with community groups to educate workers about their rights. A spokesperson said since the ordinance went into effect, the city has received 10 complaints about non-compliant employers. Ai-jen Poo is president of the National Domestic Workers Alliance. She commends the city of Chicago for the steps it's taken, but says more support is needed for a devalued field of work. At the heart of it, she says there's one core issue. The really severe power imbalance that exists when you have a workplace where you have one worker and a culture of work that is informal. When we refer to domestic work, we often call it help. As opposed to the legitimate profession that it is for literally millions of workers. She also has a message for employers the busy professionals who hire house cleaners, the parents who need childcare, folks who are looking for someone to tend to their aging parents. I wish more employers would see having a contract as an opportunity, an opportunity to strengthen the relationship they have with this person who is coming into their home, oftentimes caring for the most important parts of their lives. She says a contract is a way to set clear expectations on both sides and improve the workplace for those who have long been forgotten. Esther Yunji Kang, WBEZ News.
15: Talking about competing now, these big construction companies, now you're talking about gangsters, too. Exactly. you got to deal with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're talking about Godfather people when you start talking <laughs> about construction.
3: Right. Fort Worth Company displayed nooses, white supremacy symbols, EEOC discrimination suit says. A Fort Worth crane company subjected four black employees to racial discrimination and harassment, including hanging nooses in the workplace. According to a U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission lawsuit filed Thursday against TNT Crane and Rigging Incorporated. in a news release, the EEOC said TNT Crane and Rigging created a hostile work environment for the black employees through the open display of nooses and white supremacy symbols such as lightning bolt stickers, along with being subjected to derogatory terms and racial slurs by employees and managers since at least 2018. The EEOC also charged the company, which has over 40 branches in the United States and Canada, with retaliating against a white employee for raising allegations of race-based discrimination at its Fort Worth branch. The employee reported the racial discrimination and harassment, which included a noose in the workplace, to multiple levels of management and HR, according to the EEOC press release. However, the company took no effective action, the EEOC said. Management reduced that employee's hours and pay following his complaints, the suit says, and the employee resigned. A representative of the company could not immediately be reached Friday for comment on the lawsuit. In the suit, which was filed in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Texas, Fort Worth Division, the EEOC seeks compensatory damages and punitive damages for the four black employees. Additionally, the EEOC seeks back pay, compensatory damages, punitive damages and reinstatement or front pay for the white employee. The allegations violate Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which prohibits discrimination based on race and prohibits employers from retaliating against employees who report discriminatory treatment, the EEOC said. We would hope that after 60 years of statutory protections of federal anti-discrimination laws, we could have moved far beyond the grim and hate fueled threat messages of nooses and Nazi symbols, said Dallas EEOC regional attorney Robert Canino in the release. The U.S. courts, however, remain an effective forum by which we can educate the public and ensure compliance through monetary and injunctive remedies. On February 1 of this year, the EEOC sent TNT crane and rigging letters stating it had found reasonable cause to believe that Title VII was violated and inviting company officials to join in informal methods of conciliation to endeavor to eliminate the unlawful employment practices and provide appropriate relief, the lawsuit states. On April 7, the EEOC determined it was unable to secure an acceptable conciliation agreement from the company and decided to move forward with legal action, the suit states. TNT Crane and Rigging filed for bankruptcy in 2020, according to court documents. The company was restructured as a private company in October 2020 with a new ownership group and received a $225 million loan. Mark Irian took over as the company's new chief executive officer in March 2023. This story was originally published August 25th, 2023, a.m.
1: Context of white supremacy. Gusty renegade, worthless Negro from Virginia. And for another broadcast, hopefully to share constructive information on the system of white supremacy. Today's date, Friday, September 8th, 2023. So I have been told our weekly summit neutralizing workplace racism not for spectators and if we have any folks any line of work you do construction work welding engineering technology you work in the service industry in Vegas maybe you do some catering they've got an abundance of caterers in the Chicago area who all have the same suspicious address. But if you are in any of those uh, groups and you have figured out some things, they do not retaliate against you in the workplace. They don't have any sort of crude, racist graffiti on the stalls. Walls, cubicles, chairs, wherever in your work environment. That never happens. They might be racist and you think they are, but everyone behaves in a professional manner for the time that you're there. You get all of your promotions, raises, performance evaluations, always. You get the highest marks. They don't mess you over. When it comes to vacation, compensation, benefits, all of the above, you are good. If you have figured out how to get to that level of at least workplace comfort, let us know. What did you do? Did you have to say a few things? Do you have to do a few things? Both policy and procedure. We would like to see if we can replicate as much as possible. If you have got yourself to at least that little bit of workplace comfort. Please, share with us. Lots of us are struggling. You heard. B number 605-313-5164. Decode 564-943-POUND. Press star 61. If you would like to participate... Please do not wait till the last minute and do all the spectating and such. Again, I know it is not the most fun to discuss being abused in the workplace, but an important component of how white people terrorize us and they do a lot of the same things worldwide. It is an excellent way to observe the patterns. Pay attention. It reveals what it means to be white, really. Do the same things on the job. Really, all areas of people activity. Anywho, uh, let's see. Certainly for folks, if you have any difficulties, if you are being harassed, retaliated against on the job, nigra, nooses, all of that, let us know. We'll do our best to try to give out some logical ways to minimize the terrorism you are dealing with. Number again, 605 313 Four, the code five six four, nine four three pound press star six one, if you would like to participate. Uh, let's see, <clears throat> some of the news segments that we heard at the beginning. They started with the report about the PPP Paycheck Protection Program, all of the. Rona assistance that they offered for lots of white people. Now, one. Emily Flitter in her book, The White Wall, she's a journalist at The New York Times. She was with us at the beginning of the year. We even talked about the PPP or the racism, white supremacy within that program because it was through banking institutions that loaned the funds where you had to do the paperwork and all of that and all of the white supremacy that's what her whole book is about all of the white supremacy when you try to go to the bank if you're even allowed into the premises that was I think chapter one of the book how so and she had exclusively black males or they call the cops on you and, oh my gosh she was going to rape us all and, and all that sort of thing and then they got more recent reports black males and black females even just can I get into the entrance I don't. I don't have a ransom note. I don't have a gun. I don't want to rape anybody. I'm not even trying to make a deposit yet. I just. Can I get a toe inside the branch? Is that all right? No, I can't. Okay, I'll keep my toe outside. Okay. That sort of thing. I'm a, much less. Can I get a PPP loan? Nigga, you know you don't own no business. Get out of here. That sort of thing. And they had many reports about this. We played some of those for neutralizing workplace racism during the pandemic, where they talked about that explicitly. Another one where just being an entrepreneur in the system of white supremacy, that does not mean you are done with white supremacy racism. You have not neutralized that problem by going into business for yourself. So-called. They said they, they talked to uh, black business owners where it was all these obstacles and suspicion and they lost the paperwork. And, oh, you didn't staple the form together up. Oh, you got to do it again, do it again, do it again. That type of the same thing I told you before about the liquor licenses and what have you. when You got to go to the woman, the man to make your business legitimate and official that you know should be the beginning and the end of all discussions about you know being an entrepreneur ending white supremacy racism for you anyway so they talk about all of the fraud and they've had many reports i think it was about a year ago i read one of the reports i think it was in the la times they talked about a white family absconded sorry about that The echo in the background uh but i think it was about a year ago The L.A. Times had a report. They've had many outlets have covered all of the the theft from the PPP loans. And they talked about one specific family. I think they abandoned their children. They got all this money. I think they got quite a bit more than $20,000, but whatever. Um, They absconded, left their children, and I think they got arrested or obtained uh, by authorities in like Montenegro. I think I read on the air because they in the report they said the Montenegroans were stunned by all of these allegations. And I said, Whoa, I have never even read the or seen the word Montenegroans. But they had it in the report talking about this this exactly. And I said then I strongly suspect what I said before, Emily Flitter in terms of who would have access to the banks and what have Even what they said in that report where people could use this address mailing address, right? So people were using it for business and you know, whatever to get these loans. Like man, I know they said they were trying to get funds out quickly. People were hurting. They say, and all of this, man, (laughs) there are black people. These are not scam artists. They were not running some pyramid scheme or whatever they call it. These were legitimate business owners Who were trying to get funds, pay their employees, see if they could stay afloat, as they say, who had all of this difficulty and suspicion. and It wasn't no, hey, free for all, take what you need. It was not that experience for them at all. That's why I suspect it was a lot of white people. And then particularly what she said, like the gall of it, like. I had to go and do it one time, yeah, my name is Fred Johnson, and I live at 1234 Vine Road, yes, and our business, we're catering, yes, yes, we do the catering business, okay, and then we come back around next time and say, okay, my name is Ned Johnson, and I live at 1234, and then they come back and do the same thing, and say, my name is going to be this time, it's going to be Ted Johnson, like, come on, I cannot see a whole bunch of black females or black males getting away with that sort of scam like mm the whole Johnson family they're all caterers they have the same address <laughs> like to what? Come on, come on, come on. Uh and even what they said about the enforcement component of it, they said now, uh the people who signed up for all of this and got these funds, it's public. So the FBI, IRS, what have you, they may not come to pursue you criminally for all of this theft which even that is like "Mm, okay uh so i guess that might not be but they said this might be a part of standard background check for employment that right there is worth an entire segment of neutralizing workplace racism and or just in general racism my suspicion i haven't done the research yet but just speculating everything we see with Operation Varsity Blues and the cronyism and nepotism my suspicion there is probably and even I have to retract a little bit I have done some research it's in Clarence Lusane's Pipe Dream Blues and this is from decades ago that there was already research at the time that black people had a tendency for false positives for cannabis tests Uh, And he talked about he wrote in his book about the implications of that sort of research for workplace where you got Jerome or Jamal and they go in for a job and they get the drug screening and they get a false positive. Did they get to take a second test? Did they get to come in? And what are you talking about? I don't even consume what he taught. I didn't do. Let's take another test. What is this? Or is it just "Eh, told you a crack that get Jamal out of. get out of here. Cracky get on. Is that what it's going to be, and I suspect it would be the latter, but they already have data on that. My suspicion is that you have a lot of these situations, whether we're talking uh drug screening, uh credit screening, trustworth, this type of thing. did you do some old pandemic rona scam to get the taxpayers really out of thousands of dollars? My suspicion would be that white people would have a lot more discretion if they're in the position of hiring, which is generally the case. If it's a white person that they want to overlook that. I thought about that for years. I think we even talked about that. Like, do they really drug test all these folks? I know some people said, like, for certain jobs, like if it's NASA or something like that it might not be a lot of leeway. Everybody, you got to pee in the cup. Sorry, <laughs> I want to hire you, Mom, but you got to pee in the cup. Hope you're clean. I'll try and give you a heads up so we know, but you got to pee in the cup, Mom. Like, for some jobs, it might be that type of thing. For some jobs, though, pfft, whatever, like, uh, we'll say that you whizzed in the cup. Wink, wink. We'll even say that it's clean. <laughs> and that time, and then when Leroy comes, out, oh, yeah, you got to pee in the cup. You IP in the cup twice, in fact, and then you still get the false positive, that type of thing. Anyway, uh, do we have anybody? I know we got entrepreneurs. Do we have anybody who got Paycheck Protection Loan to help out their employees, or you know, if you work someplace where they they got all that to help keep you paid, if you are an employee? Do we have anybody that we know of? We shall see. They said it was tough for the Negra. I think some even victims filed lawsuits because it was so difficult. Now, even that would be one. I would love to know who would the racial classification of the people who did all this scheming of millions, I think they've said billions of dollars. Who are they? And then I think they got lawsuits of black people victims who could not access these funds. Anyway, so that's one. Then uh we heard the report the robots. Now we had one of those reports. Uh, from, I think, week, maybe two weeks ago, talking about the different ways that technology is being used and hiring, screening even, potentially practicing white supremacy racism if your English doesn't sound white enough, so-called. Uh, this time around, they said in Vegas, and they had pictures and everything, the robots are bartending and serving food and concierge, it sounds like. Man, you do... To, they did the Godfather remake now. Jesus, gosh! You have robots in the world and, and they do the Godfather too. Man, uh, I, they in the audio report that we heard, and in a number of other reports, they have given the same figure, fifty percent, even upwards could be sixty-five percent. Uh, they said jobs in Vegas will be taken by robots. They think by twenty thirty-five. I've seen a number of reports that have had that have said something similar. Uh, And beyond Vegas, they've even said, you know, in the U.S. period, they think that could be very realistic. Now, that is something to think about. That's why I said like they were talking about trying to get people in to do uh, the big rig trucks to get non-white people in particular to drive. And I was thinking, man, that right there is the type of thing that I'd be thinking by 15 years, probably less than that. That is going to be all robots, all automatic, self-driving, probably every aspect of that too. The loading of those cabs, the driving of them, all of it, maybe even the refueling of them. But it's going to be not no people involved in that aspect of it. Like that would be something. It would be very short term. Unless I have been misinformed. If people have better information, let us know. But that that exactly they have been talking about and that's already started in some places where they have those big trucks. They are self-driving. Now they said within the report that we heard, the culinary industry in Vegas specifically is very well organized. That made me think it's probably a lot of white people there. And they said that they already thought about this years ago, almost a decade ago, and they factored in technology. If they get any sort of, we have to be trained on it, how to incorporate it in. You're not just going to kick us to the curb for some old bag of bolts. Now that i <laughs> Probably a lot of white people, but that man, generally speaking, if you are in a state where your basic needs are met, you are not stressed about your job. You don't feel like you're being sabotaged and deliberately given fake, phony, erroneous information all the time. Misinformation, really. Uh, when you're getting all of your coins, you're well compensated, correctly compensated, when you're in that sort of position, where you don't have to stress, you know am I going to have a job tomorrow? Are they going to be trying to play some sort of racist retaliation on me tomorrow? It's difficult to think. It's difficult to plan ahead to have that sort of long range goal. Mr. Fuller talks about that all the time. White supremacists, racists, they have the 10 year plan. That's how the much obliged. Keep coming wacky announcements and such. Okay. As I was saying, uh being able to have that sort of vision long range is super important. Now for non white people, it's often very difficult for us to do that because we're being abused constantly. But man, being able to think about that and how uh what changes are gonna be coming in the industry. And how they could impact the work that we do and being able to, to incorporate that into the plan so that what they said, we're not going to be kicked out. Fine. You get all whatever technology and you get the great robots and they work well and they're not going to ruin the world. Great. Bring them in. You keep the slot machines. You keep us, too. And we just get retrained. And maybe we even make more money awesome but that's like I said they probably had a lot of white people in a very cushy position where they could think of all of that and uh, could bargain from a position of strength at the negotiating table generally not the position for non-white people Uh you know what I also thought I don't know about people who have been to Las Vegas or not um, I think many of the listeners know we have some folks who live out in that area unfortunately I would say uh, the weather wise and otherwise but Prostitution is legal in Nevada. Prostitution is enormous business in Nevada. That would have to also be a part of the robot service, shall we say. I know that's in a number of movies. (laughs) They talk about this exactly and... They were already talking about that. And they even NPR specifically and many other white people when they have South by Southwest down in uh, Austin, Texas, and some of the other technology conventions. What I'm saying is old hat. They were talking about this before the and I mean, years before the Rona, and they were talking about it as though that technology was close or already here. Now, fast forward five years like, Wow. That would have to be a part of it. Like, or pfft, Gotta be soon, man. Like, I, oh, oh, oh. Worst place ever. Uh, okay, so that's Vegas, all the robots and such. Uh, the jargon in the workplace. Now, they didn't say the word correctly, but I've still found that report uh, fascinating, just talking about the different cliches and such that get used. And particularly because the emphasis was on, it seemed like a part of the irritation with these phrases circle back and that's what I don't most of those phrases I had heard but most of those phrases phrases I don't use generally speaking but they said the English language we appreciate clarity simplicity I don't know who the we is i know individuals who practice white supremacy racism they are about deception and so many components uh of the english language are about uh deception that's why you uh have homonyms uh, words that sound similar right but they are spelled differently and mean different things that is not simple that is not clear that is grounds for confusion and english has lots of words like that i've even started picking out like that seems to be odd most other languages don't function that way but that is another story but uh, in the workplace that's one that we talk about all the time where it seems frequently at work people are not about clarity they are about deception and deliberately not answering your question and or speaking in vague terms so that you can't really grasp what's being asked of you. What is the specific task? What are we supposed to complete that sort of thing? So that part I did not agree with at all. I did agree with the aspect in terms of that can be irritating for many people. If they are trying to do a good job, if they are trying to communicate honestly and just feel like people are being insincere with the way that they're being spoken to all the time and even it remind man one of mr fuller's classic favorite words in that segment about all that jargon tacky so much of what happens in terms of the speech and behavior in the work environment is tacky and that's how you end up with a lot of those Insincere phrases, and then everybody just uses them all the time, and you know we got to circle back to this, and we're onboarding that. It's just like, oh man you don't you don't even have an authentic thought, everything is just prepackaged and boom boom, boom boom boom, and edgy this, and okay, all right, let's just hurry up and get through the day. Thank you um let's see the got the jargon, the man. That report, St. Louis Public Radio, they said they have shortages in the workplace. We've been talking about that the whole time uh, through the COVID-19 pandemic. Shortages specifically with investigators for child sexual abuse allegations, abuse and neglect allegations. Uh, in the report, they said that there were a backlog where there were thousands of cases that were laid and they had to get to and all of that. And they spoke with a former worker. She said that was why she resigned because she had a hopeless backlog. She knew there was no chance she was going to be able to correct or catch up on the schedule. Man, I thought Michael Brown Jr. And specifically, they said that the worker shortage was in the St. Louis region specifically. Michael Brown Jr. I thought Dr. Welsing, uh, when you play around with sex, the joke is on the offspring now certainly Malcolm X all that social workers white female social workers like Anna Riley now they didn't have a picture of her so I'm not sure she might have been a non-white person could have been a white woman long legacy of white women in that position snatching up uh, black children Minister Malcolm X his siblings that's even pops up in Richard Williams the at King Richard right uh, but man if there is abuse, if the child is being mistreated, if there is a problem, we don't even have adequate staff to go investigate. Now, I'm not saying, I mean, hey, that's certainly not whoopee moment uh, going to foster care, the blonde side, Michael Orr, right? That's nothing to celebrate, but I mean, dang, we don't even have enough staff to even go and check on it. It found it, not found it. They were lying on you, trying to do you like Richard Williams. Who knows? That sort of situation, I could think, Dang. Black children again, thrown away. Now within that, I suspect this—you know—would be hurtful or harmful to a lot of black children. But man, did you hear them say meth lab? I really thought they said meth lab within the report. Now that gave me pause. Like, hmm, I'm very aware of who generally is operating the meth lab we just talked about that a couple days ago in fact Dr. David Herzberg was pretty direct about all of that and even the white supremacy racism behind whom is operating the meth lab at any rate uh, man even is that's another one where you have discretion that we have talked about Dorothy Roberts did a whole book on that where man so if you go and it's a white family with a meth lab, that's not an immediate automatic removal? Like, that would seem like a date. I mean, that's Reb and Vodka. Boom! Those explode, right? We've had a whole, you know, few decades of that. Like, that's really dangerous. Isn't that immediate cause for removal? That's not supposed to be the type of, hmm... Y'all really need to shut this meth lab down, man. It's dangerous. We trying to do here? Breaking Bad went off TV a long time ago. You saw what happened to Walter White, man. Shut all this down. I'm going to come back next month. You better have your act together, man. That's not supposed to be what it is for the meth lab. <laughs> like that's like, whoa. Even arrests, man. That's not no warning. Or what do you mean? They got a meth lab not and they didn't even say a little bit of meth. <laughs> like, they said a whole lab. Like, what is whew. what does it mean to be white? Anyway, uh, that report easily could have been the compensatory call Then I just played it because, I mean, hey, at the root, it was a worker shortage. I don't necessarily know if that's a career I would want to go into removing potentially non-white children from their home and that sort of thing. But, man, thousands of cases behind and all the rest of it. I mean, when you play around with sex, the joke is on the offspring. The last report that we heard the TNT construction crew down in Texas, I had like a mild chuckle about that TNT, like dynamite explosives. Hmm. Uh, But they we've heard many, many reports. We've had uh, non-white construction workers call in and attest to the exact type of thing that they discussed in that report. The nooses, nigra, retaliation, all of it, document, uh, take pictures of all of that, because that whole environment is so crude. Uh, That's why Mr. Fuller said Godfather. Type people in the construction business, you know, bodies disappear and all that sort of thing that we have the muscle to be gangsters about all of this. So same thing, just having a code, I think one expecting the very crude racism. This is not an office uh, type situation. They may have an employee handbook they may not i know they have regulations about safety got to have that hard hat on and harnesses and that sort of thing and uh if you're going to be the one driving the forklift and all that to make sure that you have the appropriate license and all the rest of it blah 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 but in terms of uh, how you are supposed to conduct yourself on the job now that Mm, I don't know. I don't know if they if they're going to have HR to come in and have Jane Elliott come in and pull all the construction workers in for a three hour seminar where they do the blue eyes, brown eyes exercise. That has not been my experience. Uh, and and even with all the crudeness and you're outside and they are smoking cigarettes and telling racist jokes and dirty jokes and all the rest of it all day long. Dirty jokes, so-called. I think that's in the word guy. Uh, even with all that. They still do a lot of the same things that race soldiers normally do. One of them we talked about just last week where you have someone, a supervisor, what have you, where as opposed to them giving you simple, precise instructions, they give you something all vague and wacky. We're like, what? And you go back, like I said, I think in uh, construction, they say check twice, cut once, meaning you verify the measurements, whatever it is that's supposed to be done, you check the blueprints and all of that schematics and then you go and you make your cut that way, you know, oh, we messed up. You got to be wasting material and all of that. You check twice, you cut once. I think that's what they say. And we've had folks where they say they went, looked at the information they went to evaluate like wait a minute is this what you I told you what I on, and they get an attitude and don't even want to check when they didn't give accurate information the first time around and then get upset when you come to hey wait a minute let's make sure that we you know do this correct which no one should be opposed to that in construction I mean geez we don't want errors they talking about the 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 condo that collapsed in Florida we don't want that sort of thing oh man no way right we don't want to be wasting time right they love to waste time when it's a part of the practice of white supremacy racism wasting time and then blame it on the Negro can't follow instructions old dullard old stymie that's what they say if we got folks who do the construction business and you have heard maybe you didn't work TNT in Texas specifically but if you are familiar that sort of conduct they even say they retaliated against some of the white people allegedly because they said man you look like y'all practicing racism here they retaliated against them too you're a white person you can't be ignorant about white supremacy racism you will get in trouble with other white people anywho uh, if folks have their own situation if you first and foremost if you have figured out, avoid some of these problems. Again, they don't come and harass you. You don't have nigras spray-painted or scrawled all over the work area and such. They don't retaliate against you. You get all of your wages correctly. They don't mess you over on your time off, anything like that. How did you do this? Let us know. The number, 605 313 Five one six four decode five six four nine four three pound press star six one if you would like to participate. Email until justice at gmail dot com. We'll sprinkle in the emails as we proceed. Let me know, did anyone here, did you, if you're an entrepreneur, did you get any of the assistance loans uh, that they provided throughout the pandemic for small businesses? Did you get any assistance? Or if you are employed for a small business, did where you work, did they get any of the PPP assistance any of those goodies to make sure that you all still had a paycheck and a job to report to while we were motoring through COVID-19. Anybody out there? Let us know if that applies to any of you all. That would be grand. Uh, And then uh, as well with the. Oh, the robot, (laughs) the robot portion. I don't because I know we do have people that work out uh, in the Vegas area. I don't know. Do we have any folks? Are the robots encroaching? on your workspace are they pouring drinks or or doing handling any other parts of your business, uh, that would for sure, like you know, be something I would like to hear from folks moving forward. Like if that is uh, anything, even if it's just uh, how they check, they have the biometrics and such for how they check you in. I know some people have talked about that changing, going from the old you know card or whatever they gave you to kind of signify that you were on the premises. But definitely, that's something all of us should be studying, keeping abreast with, and particularly in your field. How is technology changing all of the? to the point? Am I going to have a job in 10 years? That would be good to reflect on, too. Let's see. Uh, folks who dialed in with a hand up, if you have commentary to share, one should be open. Let's see. Two, two, five, two, 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 six, two. Sorry, two six two should be with us well, now by the hands as we proceed. May I heard? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank
13: you for taking my call. And greetings to the Cal's listeners and everyone else who may be calling in later. Um, to answer your question, um, I did apply for the small business loan, I believe is what it was. And I was rejected. Um, and uh I do know people who have a. Um, let So it'll be interesting to see how these investigations play out. Um, but I will say for the people who I know who have received um, trying to get it out or of the, the respective banks, that was difficult for them. Um, some of the branch managers would make it difficult for them to pull uh, some of the funding out. And I believe um, one of the individuals I know um, <clears throat> had to sit down with the branch manager and, I guess, tell them about their business and stuff like that before they released the funds to there are other um, hindrances for non-white, um, quote-unquote, non-white business owners. Um, the piece about the automation, um, I was thinking that what all the automation is going to come—that's here now. I believe you brought up about the truck drivers, and previously, I believe they brought up about different fast food workers, like. Uh, mcdonald's and whatnot um i'm just thinking to myself what are they going to do with all these unemployed people what are they going to be here for or is that a part of the overall scheme to have a bunch of bunch of people who um will not be working and i guess find other means for them to do? i don't know maybe prison i don't know um also about the automation part uh the uh, uh, the different robots that may come down the line, I was thinking of the term Um, robo-venmo.
1: My fault. I think my finger slipped. Robo-venmo. My apologies, sir. Robo-venmo. And pick it up from there. Yes, sir. Uh,
13: It was, uh, I'm not sure if it's considered a name calling, though, but uh, I was thinking Robo, B-I-M-B-O, vimbo. Okay. It was because you brought up the fact of the quote-unquote prostitution and stuff like that being legal in that uh, state, because that's what I was thinking that may happen. But uh, in Clark County, uh, the prostitution is not legal, and that's where Las Vegas um, moving on to the work jargon uh, that was brought up, the, the piece that was brought up about the work, different words and stuff like that. Today, a co-worker was talking to me, and they brought up to turn the dark web. Um, I didn't ask this person what they mean by that, but after they started talking more about it, they started, they started talking about uh, uh, the things they find on the dark web um I, I get lost. He said, I get lost, you know, as far as the time when it comes to him surfing or, or browsing through the quote unquote dark web. And he said he doesn't have time to, uh, for, I guess, you know, personal issues with a girl or whatnot. And he spends a lot of time at home. Uh, so that is a, this is a non-white person. Um. And before I mute, was there another question you asked
1: us? The PPP, the robots, the robots taking over in the workplace uh, in some capacity, if that's changing things for your field specifically?
13: Yes sir i uh work in an office uh They are looking to automate different aspects of our employment, but I'm not too sure if it will totally eliminate uh, uh office work you know well, in in uh, in california in l a but I do want to bring up that i believe uh, some time ago I brought up about the automation for the uh, the ports and how uh the care unit person I knew said at first that they, he's not afraid that a robot would take his job but after some time has passed and he started to see that some parts definitely are changing the way that they ship and move the different um uh, stuff that they bring in. Uh, there's only like one port he says that still uses the manual labor here. Um, so yeah, so I think automation is definitely going to change a lot of things and with that I'll be my line.
1: Wow. I do remember you chatting with us about that. Uh, the folks working on the port. Seattle is a port city, uh, too. And at that time, the non-white person saying that they didn't they didn't really have concerns uh, about that. I think some of those uh, longshore workers, uh, it's a lot of white people that that's another one of those union jobs where the white men and white women, no negras. California with no Negras. So that's one where you've had lots of white people get that cushy job with the benefits. But, oh, yeah, I remember that. And he said that before it was now. Nah, I don't have any fears. They're supposed to train us. I think it sounded similar. They were thinking ahead. Those white people in those unions at the ports and had been saying, you know, if you get technology, same thing. You're supposed to train us. so we will how to use it, blah, 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 and all that. But whatever. <laughs> That's when 2035, they are on the clock. There is no way they're going to be having Peggy and John, their <laughs> substance abuse issues. Are they going to be hung over and all the rest? Mad, cause the Rams didn't win the Super Bowl, and they got to come in work late. Mad, take fifteen cigarette. Like no way, no way. Be prepared. Uh, let's see. The I had to hear it a few times. The Robo Bimbo. Now that may already be in existence. I haven't been to Vegas in a while, but I mean, they were like they were talking about this years before uh, the Rona before the flood like this is old old uh, to white people are like in the tech field so I'm pretty sure that's already here and in fact if it is I would expect it to be in a place like Vegas because they have those sort of uh, technology expos and all of that and it's such a tourist destination you know and they have professional teams and all of that so yeah of course but the, the latest technology here tacky through and through Um, the once again being an entrepreneur I am not I am a broke worthless Negro from Virginia I'm not opposed to anyone uh, any non-white person being self-employed being in business the only thing I've said is that for years I have heard non-white people submit with regards to racism and labor, we, non white people, black people specifically, can solve our problems by not asking white people for a job, by going into business for ourselves, so called. I've heard that stated almost verbatim in that manner for a very long time, and that is totally incorrect. There are bunches of illustrations. Uh, that show that, and I mean show it in the most painful of ways. We had some uh, previously, black people in business, and they went and rejected their liquor license. Carla just said, now, he wasn't able to get the uh, small business loan. He said he knew other victims. Now, they got the funds, but once you get the money deposited, white person, at the that's Emily Flitter, the white person. Wall, she talked about that. Let me see if I can get the names correct. It was Ryan Kugler, who tried to go to the bank in Georgia, get his money legally, had the enforcement officials called on him by a black banker, no less. Hey, just because you got the funds, he said he, he made him sit down. Tell me about your business. Jamal if that is your name what type of business do you have see that's why I said I cannot imagine if it was Jamal Leroy they're doing the small business scheme and they use 50 of the same address similar name all of that are they going to the same bank are they going to different but like are you serious no way no and and Emily Flitter talked about it when you go to the bank. So let's say you're able to go and they do everything he just said. Branch manager comes out. Sit down, Leroy. What type of business do you have? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you answer all these questions, blah, blah, blah. They give you access to the funds. They will still go and talk to other branches. I had the most interesting conversation. This Leroy fella came in. Black socks, black shoes, black negro. We talked, I gave him the funds. I couldn't find a reason to keep the money from but he was suspicious. And they say, yeah, he came to our branch too. I cannot imagine this sort of thing working. Black males, black females, black people, period. I'm guessing it had to be a lot of white people to do this. I could be wrong. We'll have to see. But that's another one. Black person, even get, even you get the funds. Mr. Fuller talked about that even if you get a million dollars am I going to let you have access so that you can spend your million dollars maybe (laughs) have to see see how I feel today Uh, and now that also is something that people have been talking about even I'd say for some years Uh, a world with no work where you have increasingly large populations of people who do not have a job and even a lowering number of jobs or employment opportunities. Potentially, that is something many folks have been thinking about and talking about. And particularly in a system of white supremacy, racism, what does that mean? You start piling up large numbers of unemployed non-white people in a world where there are not job opportunities. Like you can train and do whatever. I mean, Hey, the bots do everything. What then? Now that's another one with time and energy. That's the sort of world where I would definitely say no television. If you are going to produce offspring You want them thinking and using their brain computer, producing justice and using your brain computer to be universal man, universal woman. You do not want to be in that environment where what did you do during your formative years? I binge watched everything on Netflix and YouTube. Recipe for disaster. Number again six oh five three one three five one six four decode five six four nine four three pound press star six one if you would like to participate. Attempted parents you really have to model the T V aspect. You can't be on your phone. Netflix all day long Hulu all day long YouTube all day long that is a horrible example to set gotta be using our brain computers active they even say that that's a lot of the myopia and vision problems people have is all that screen time and phone and Dr. Wells looking at those small devices and not having a big broad view. Universal woman, universal man. Let's see. Other folks who dialed in with a hand up commentary to share. Uh, let's see. Lauren with us as well. We'll nab other hands as I see them. May I be bear- Yes, ma'am.
5: Okay. Yes, sir. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for allowing me to speak um, about the segments that you played. The uh, the one where they were talking about the workplace jargon, uh, it really made me think about my job. They they use so many metaphors. Sometimes I, I don't even know what they're talking about. You know, I have to ask questions and. Again, you know, I think they don't like me asking questions. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we were in a meeting. You know, my manager's talking. You know, so I asked a question like, you know, hey, where where are we supposed to get the information to do that? You know, she tells me, hey, you know, I'll circle back to that. She tells me, you know, like we'll we'll get to this later. She never did. The meeting was an hour long. She never answered my question. You know, we're in these meetings. Um, you know, we're talking about safety typically. And they'll, you know, use terms like uh, blind spot, implying people don't know um, uh, things that they're doing incorrectly, which I don't agree. You know, these people know what they're doing. They just don't care. Um, I I also noticed that he said we value clarity and simplicity, and that is just not true.
6: Um,
5: I actually had somebody give me a talking to a couple of weeks ago um, saying that, you know, I'm trying to think how he worded it. Um, you know, he said well he said, you know, I was really courteous. He you know, he would say I was like the most courteous person in the office. But when this white lady asked questions, you know, if someone asked me who's gonna have the shortest answer, I would say you. Okay, you know, what's what's wrong with that? You know, but you get a you know, and she sends me these emails just all over the place, lots of I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Lots of exclamation marks, and that's not a problem. But me, being courteous, direct, succinct, that's a problem. Um, the staffing shortage in Missouri, I I think they said they had 16 investigators, and there should be 60. And the the investigators had 150 cases apiece, and a manageable case load was 15 cases, not I think I got those numbers correct, but, well, you know, so 150 cases is 10 times more than what's a manageable amount if the manageable amount is 15. That's just so much. And they were talking about all the cases that they don't get to investigate. And, you know, I was just thinking, you know, when you have the discretion to do something like that, to go through a pile and decide what gets investigated and what doesn't, I bet a lot of the times, that you know the people who they decide not to investigate or you know not to give any punishment those are white people. And the people who get investigated and or punished are probably non white. Um and anyone who is mistreating children that should be investigated and taken care of and you know just the salaries were really low, forty three thousand dollars a year and no cost of living um, adjustments. I just, all of that was terrible. Um, in Chicago, when they were talking about the domestic workers, I noticed that the lady said that they call it help instead of work. And, and they do. And that was the name of that movie, The Help. You know, and help, and that implies that, you know, the other person is doing most of the work and you're just giving assistance. But I don't really think that's the case. So, you know, that's, that's an example of in English, uh, clarity and simplicity, and even honesty not being valued. Um, and she also talked about that uh, power imbalance. She said there's a severe power imbalance that exists when there's one worker, and you know all of this. But you know, I I think that's the case, not just um, with so-called um, domestic work, or if you're a maid or a housekeeper, or you're watching people's children. I think that exists just whenever we're interacting with white people. There's a same imbalance that white over non-white. You know, they're powerful over our relative powerlessness. So that exists. Um, the construction company, they were talking about just all the racist behavior and it said they filed bankruptcy and then restructured with a. I think they said a twenty-five million dollar loan. That's that's a lot of money. Um, yeah, that's that's what I have about the segments and just my workplace. Um, you know the right the white lady who typically um mistreats me was uh, halfway on leave this week, so there's that uh, slight relief. Um, yeah, that's all I have for now. Thank you.
1: small victories or you know, small comforts take them as they come uh, white woman not being present for a while, I think we've had some other folks who've had to take solace in that I think, I bet that's the, probably the attitude that some of the slaves had on the plantation if master left for a week or so, like thank goodness maybe we'll get a few few days of peace till they come back maybe um with regards to the how the cases get examined, uh, WNYC. Now that was all about Missouri and the shortage of investigators for these child abuse allegations. But some years ago, almost a decade ago, uh, New York Public Radio they did a report on the lack of non-white district attorneys and how that impacts which cases get prosecuted and one of uh, our key words here at the cows over our 14 years of broadcasting uh, discretion they said they touched on the point exactly that Lauren just raised uh, in terms of discretion uh, and and just the prosecutor how much discretion they have about which case is going to be prosecuted Uh, and they talked about child abuse specifically uh, and they said that for whatever re- well for whatever reason, wink, wink—they had all these cases of white women abusing children, and I believe they said these were horrible cases of child abuse. This was not some oh, I don't know, man, nah, nah, none of that. And and it was a black DA saying that she said her predecessors, for whatever reason, wink, wink, didn't prosecute. She came in prosecuted them all and slam dunk got all of them guilty 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 right down the line as she expected because she said there was nothing ambiguous about these why weren't these prosecuted hmm but i would suspect yeah and this in fact i would expect the opposite discretion or exactly it would be the same i was thinking to be swapped around because they're going to snatch but yeah it would work out the same way we got a pile we got to go investigate. Now, are we going to go investigate the black people, the negroes, or the white people? Mm. Mm. And I can see the racism both ways. If you think the child is really in danger and you really don't care about Negro children, leave them there. We go investigate the white child, make sure they're okay. Or... I don't care about Negros and I don't care about their families, so we go investigate this one, and they're okay. Or maybe they could just use some support services, you know, we hook them up, you know, whatever they need, keep the child in the house, eh nah. practice racism. Now nah, you gotta come with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nat nap nap you don't it nah, we can't do anything about that. Child's come with us. So you got lots of even discretion there about how you want to practice white supremacy racism. Either way I do not think that's gonna work out. Uh, to the advantage of the non-white child or parent, I'm sure you would have black children in danger, non-white children in danger, not getting the assistance that they need, and then even some non-white families who may not need it, may just need you know some resources or whatever it is, and them also not getting the help that they need. Terrible all the way around. Once again, white people do not care about children constantly on display. Uh, number again 605 313 5164 the code 564943 pound press star 61 if you would like to participate the email until justice at gmail dot com. Make sure I get in one more report. Uh, this is from Maine, New England area. Uh, this was reported earlier today. Bath Iron Works faces lawsuit over allegations of racial discrimination and harassment. A black man is suing Bath Iron Works claiming co-workers called him racist names on a regular basis and the shipyard knew and did nothing about it. A former welder at BIW, Aaron Martin, filed a federal discrimination lawsuit this week. According to court papers, Martin and they have Martin with a lowercase m. Martin claims he experienced severe and pervasive racial discrimination and harassment out in the open while working at BIW and that supervisors didn't do anything. The lawsuit claims Martin was called negra multiple times including at a morning meeting in front of dozens of coworkers, as well as monkey and chimp and that messages were often left on or around his locker that read white privilege. Whoops, whoops, sorry, 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 my bad. Uh, that read white power and kill darky. And a message Trump 2020 white power left in the bathroom and that BIW left it up for weeks the lawsuit also claims coworkers made monkey and clicking sounds around Martin what's the clicking sounds thing i don't under what I don't understand what the clicking am I you can you can tell me if I'm ignorant I don't know what the clicking sounds is um maybe I'd have to hear what they're doing or you know cuz
5: I think they're just imitating non-white people like who speak different languages
1: Oh okay okay you think like maybe some of the people on the continent who have like some of the clicks in how they speak? Yes, sir. Okay, okay. That would, yeah, that would work. That, wow, that's, whew, all righty, Alrighty.
13: Uh, I was taking her statement too.
1: Okay, two for the three for. I'm with you all. Three for three. Right on. Uh, man, man, man. That's man. That is pretty deflating. Uh, hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. You got to go out with a dozen coworkers in it. a nigra of the day, Leroy. Come up here, nigra. <laughs> Good gosh! And then they do the chimp noises when they're not doing the chimp noises. They're doing. <laughs> and then, like I said, now you read this report. Now they call him a black man. Mr. Martin, Aaron Martin, they don't even capitalize the M in Martin consistently when they spell his name. Now I've never seen that uh, in a newspaper where this is Fox 23, Maine. I've never seen that. I know they make typos and errors and such. I make, you know, errors and such and all the time. But I've never seen that with a name, uh, someone's last name, where they don't even consistently capitalize the first letter. Like, dang. Black male privilege right on all I can say is then this is another one of those environments uh, he's a welder Mr. Martin lowercase m Uh, this is a similar environment to the construction where you're going to be outside probably a lot of white people white I would expect probably a lot of white dudes uh, where they're not going to have Jane Elliott they're not going to be Courteous and we'll circle back. And and that now they're not gonna have a lot of tacky jargon, it's probably gonna be this chimp, white power, crude racism all day long. I would take pictures of everything the white power, and if they leave it up, I would take a picture every day and it will have all the exit data on the photo if you take it with your phone or what have you so it'll be there date time that you know this is not me running some sort of scam or what have you and i didn't go on here and do all these games you can even bring in a newspaper uh for each day if you wanted to but if they want to leave it up for a month and particularly if they get the newspaper so you have easy access to a paper there oh yeah put the paper up boop just so that you can show this was here And allowed to stay two weeks, three weeks, month, whatever it is. All that about Nick, even that. Now, I mean, hey, if you want to be with this sort of environment, I think one, knowing this in advance. That's why I say examine if you go to work for a company, whatever it is, construction or no check. Are there allegations of these types of racist events in their history? Have other people reported this sort of thing? If so, they go, oh, okay, what would I do if this happens? And you can work all that out in advance. That puts you in a much better position to respond. Two, this type of thing, once you get there and you see this start to happen, if you understand racism, white supremacy... Okay, you got me. Maybe the first couple of times I wasn't expecting, like, the chimp thing, kind of like, whoa, okay, they got, and they're doing the click money. Took me a week to even figure out what that was. Like, oh, okay, okay, they're doing the, the African, okay, I got it, I got it, okay. Now, this point, now we go into the meeting next time. It's going to be 15, 20, 30 white people. Negro Leroy, Negra, man. I would really look to get on my code, and I'm not looking to get fired you're never looking to see I'm going a, I'm to a act out so that they fire me on the spot no really you want to solve problems without creating new problems me getting fired is a new problem so one what did you call me sir ma'am whatever it is question lane. you know I love being in the question lane. what did you call me Oh, okay. one that I also love <laughs> you don't have to say a word you can just pull out your phone and write and that's one I would like to be up front to like okay you got me the first time cool cool I was waiting for you this time around so they do that again whip out the phone and just write that down our negra Leroy time and then you can look around and just write down the people that were present
6: Do do
1: and then put your phone back away don't have to say a word it's lots of different ways that you know you can handle that one you can even go privately hey Tom good to see you great work this morning love the speech hoping we get this project done can I ask you a quick question why do you call me a negra? And just see what he says. Any one of these, I suspect, would work to at least stop some of that behavior. Now, the rest of it, the chimp noises and all of that, ignoring. I've said we've recommended that one for a long time. You come in, and they are all the, you know, Planet of the Apes and all that stuff. Mm. And you just go on about your work. Put all that in the journal. Planet of the Apes uh, uh, called me, you know, uh, Caesar, that's his name. The main monkey in Planet of the called me Caesar 15 times. Uh, date time, you write all that down. Okay. You don't say anything. And they can keep going that anybody can use this, even if they're not doing monkey or nigger, if they're not calling you by your name or they make up some sort of nickname or what have you. You just ignore. Don't say anything. They say, do you hear me talking to you? No, I I heard you saying, that's not my name. I don't know why you're calling me a nigger. Were you calling me a nigger? Question. (laughs) Yes, nigger. Oh, why are you coming back to the main question? Why are you calling me a nigger? Oh, didn't, I would take whatever they had. That's another one. You can pull out your pad and write. Other people have the personality. Hey, you could do Walter Beach, cut it at the knees. Even if it's the president, you could do the same thing. Ask to speak to him privately. Sir, ma'am, please do not ever call me a negro. I know it's your company. I do have a name, sir. You call all the rest of the employees by their name. Please address me by my name. Thank you kindly. Elijah Muhammad did that. And I think he was on a construction company. He talked about like years before we got to uh, Minister Malcolm and all that. He said it was the exact same thing. And I think it was on a construction company where he said the guy cursed him and called Nick. You're dumb. And all this. He's like, hey, 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 You can fire me let me go if my work is not up to par what have you but I mean hey there should be some minimum of respect I call you by your name call me by my name please sir ma'am and he said the guy that, okay I'll wait till you leave and then call you a nigger he said he was respectful to him on the job from that point forward while he worked there black self respect man I'm big advocate and I see this sort of thing all the time this is another one where I think it is super because I mean I would be rattled if I went on a job and they had killed Darky, up a sound like sort of thing uh, Dylan and Red would do, right? Scratch the locker and all that. But I would be rattled if I went on a job and they got killed Darky, and Chimp and all this other stuff. Like what the, what is going? What does it mean to be white? And particularly for these sort of crude anything goes lawless environment type jobs i worked a few of those those can be the worst they are so dangerous so unsafe really expecting this and then what you see it really get recording documenting and making sure you don't respond a lot of this is, is all about getting us so that we get upset and have some sort of emotional you know outburst or what have you where they can fire us or fire us and criminally charge us so really be about your composure breathing, I'm not retaliating, I'm responding with counter-racist logic and composure documentation at the forefront of all of that anywho, uh, let's see nab other folks, the number again 605-313-5164 the code 564 Nine four three pound press star six one, if you would like to participate. Uh, Bay Area mom should be with us as well. Reminded me, there were a lot of workplace racism clips I could have played this week. Those uh, bus strikes have continued. Uh, she reminded me of school. There have been so many of those across the country. Either bus, school bus strikes indoor school bus shortages uh, where they've had all these disruptions and parents have had to find other rides like man brand new school year has not been spectacular like with the heat and hurricanes and all of that like wow if you are an attempted parent uh, whew, good luck to thee andor educator for the new year Bay Area mom should be with us as well if you had commentary um
10: Thank you for taking my call. Greetings to you all. Um, so the clip, or yeah, the clip that you played um, about the uh, oh, dear. This um, uh, is Okay, I won't. I won't do. It. No, it was. Uh, anyway, I'll deal with my own work-life and then maybe you'll come to me.
3: St. Louis
1: um, or the robots? St. Louis or the robots? Um, the investigators in St. Louis? The, uh, the oh
10: wait, yeah. So those uh, the the yeah. The, so the people that were using the um, address to, um, to create get loans to um, for the um, different um, pretending that they had companies and needed the, uh, payment protection. Um, and how they were able to do this to that manner, I just think even though it was, you know, they were just rushing them out there, they weren't doing it like that for the legitimate businesses. So I think they knew that these were scams or somebody in the inside that distributes or has access to distribute these checks. um allow that to happen because that wouldn't happen any other way if somebody inside wasn't getting, wasn't benefiting from it because it doesn't make sense because the people with legitimate um, uh, companies, a great deal of them weren't able to get any kind of protection. So I just think it was designed to do that to then again, arrest a whole lot of the um, smaller uh criminals, which are black, and also make it look like we're just criminals. This is what we do in crises. So when something happens again, when we go to apply for something, it's going to be even more complicated, and that's why they're kind of magnifying. Because, of course, we're the face of it. I'm sure we're not the ones who got the money like that. A lot of us, but somebody inside was able to give access to where it's using the same address and nobody's catching it. It it wasn't supposed to be caught because it has to make it look like we're career criminals and we don't deserve amenities and crises. That's just what I thought when I heard it. And then everything else, I started doing other things on my brain. Yeah, didn't grasp it. So workplace racism for me. Um, It's still getting the detention day center feel. It's tightening up now that kids have uh, ID badges that they wear around their necks. I think when I think it gets them ready for when they go to work, whenever they work, because they're the next set of working class people. So when they go to work, that's what they're going to do. They're going to have ID labels, tags and stuff. They're going to have to wear tags. I think they're preparing the children for what's going to take place very soon. That's just what I think. Um, The One of the teachers, the new teachers, have already made the kids take them off and put them at the door. Because they're playing with them, you know. Because they're their they're name tag, they're, they're tags. They're like it's like they were for the county or something. So they're really they're interested. They say, "Oh, what's this?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so I guess it's distracting for the teacher, well, the new teacher, that I'm sure the older teachers already know. Just hush and do what you're told. But the new teacher, she's like, she's not really compliant, like. She's supposed to, they have already, and she's a white teacher, but she's, uh, the young man that I, um, follow, he calls her Mm Mr. Because she's the male of the, uh, setting. And, um, I guess it's obvious. So, uh, he calls her Mr. He doesn't call her Mrs. Anything. He calls her Mr. And, um, Mm -hmm. We know it's Mrs. Mrs. <laughs> so anyway, um, she she's not, you know, so she's so interested. Not just her, though. All the adults are so interested in the relationship that I have with this one particular boy. All the children, but in particular, this one boy. And, um, I already come in, hands up, don't shoot. That's how I look because they're so aggressive. By day two, they let us know who's boss. You know, they're very aggressive. The the adult staff, especially the campus security or um, the veteran campus security and even the new big bouncer guy, my stars, it doesn't give... I never, and we were... We were a part of the, uh, well, we were coming into the crack era in our era, and we never, we never, we weren't, we don't, I, we weren't treated like that. We, I don't understand this. And we, we, uh, we were pretty busy. But these children aren't really doing anything. And this is what they get. They get treated as if they're in, um, some kind of military, Detention day, you go home at three center, or you know whatever time. It's it's crazy. Um. The t- the teacher the, there's a male, um, so there's a Caucasian a homosexual lady, and then another teacher is a male. You can tell i I don't know that he's anything but you teach yeah so he's uh he's alive and he he um, prances uh over helmets his curriculum is for uh regular education it's not special ed it's very rapid I, I don't I'm not complaining or anything I'm just Views because it's a special day and it's rapid. Report cards are coming out soon, progress reports are coming out soon. Um, at least two of the kids I know are failing. The one that I'm with is, is failing. Uh, this the male class, it uh, really goes too fast. Um, I'm not saying I don't know how fat, All I'm saying, the way they treat the children, it does. It wouldn't surprise you why whatever goes on in the street and the children are involved. Why that happens? Because you, all you do. I don't mean you. I just, I mean, I'm using that word. To say uh, the people implementing the instruction or the discipline, they're so well, they're so hard. It's such a um, I feel like I'm I'm um, at a juvenile hall middle school. They're so. Um, um now because i I look like don't shoot, <laughs> so they just they try to because they came in so hard, and I'm looking like, ah. and one of us well I just mean with when I us the company we come from, her last day was today, that's just how insane and it's just crazy not so this is what I mean the way they're setting up middle school where I am is preparing them for something and it's different categories it appears and the way they're treating them, it's as if if you don't want to get treated like this, you better do this. So now they, you know, like for the past couple of days, I get, you know, some of those uh, campus people. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm Hey, you do the same? Well, before they would just look like, Ugh. and it's not necessary for to treat the adults like that, the new coming in adults, the new principal, however, you know, she's trying to do it, they're they I don't know if they're making it complicated or on purpose. So the homosexual male is a longer term staff, so he's been able to carry on in his fashion for a bit. And um the little guy that I have, um, I just questioned him. He he asked me so I did I wasn't gonna say anything but the homosexual suspect male um asked me, um um are are you okay? I'm sorry, are I'm okay, how are you doing? No, I mean um
9: are you okay, uh I don't
10: understand the question. What do you mean? I mean I'm just saying are you okay? Are you, are you okay? I don't know what do you mean? What do you mean am I okay? I'm I'm what do you mean? No, I just want you know I can't tell if you're okay. I'm, I'm good. How are you? No, I just want you to can't I don't, I can't tell. Like, I don't know if you're happy or not. I don't have to be happy to do, come here. It doesn't matter if I'm happy. All I have to do is my job, so I just do my job and go. No, so we want you to be happy. You know, so, you know, I just, was wondering, like, you know what? I got something for you. What are you gonna do with the little boy? He totally can't keep up. No, little poor car gotta become so, can't be, be passed in class. What do you, what do you plan to do? Because you're gonna have to slow your curriculum down. Or him in order to even by, by the time he even thinks about registering what you said, you're on to the third thing in his time as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
9: Well, you know what? I don't know. I'm going to think about it. Well, um, do you think sitting in the back would help? I said, well, this is IEP. It's in his IEP. It's
6: in his
10: it's what they plan. been they ready. It's right there, ready. So, okay, I think I'm going to do that. We did that. So um, the behavioral is king, and I'm already on the list. Because I rock, and they don't like rock. They're supposed to rock. Because I rock. <laughs> I'm going to so she comes in, and I just keep it very, very. And this is where I'm practicing my business only with her. Only business, nothing extra. She doesn't like it. Um, you no know, real small talk. You when know, I talk about the boy, I always change the subject and bring it back to the boy since we've been at the middle school. Um, and it's nice like that. Um, she's still asking me to this day about my time that she's asking. I'm not even answering the emails because I've already answered, and you've already said you had to say but apparently it's something with the teacher in first period that has something, because when I checked it, the email is going to the teacher, so it's something. And the teacher is right there in the class with me, and she has not said anything, so Nothing with my hours. Do you not want to get the boy off the bus Well then just saying, even though that's your job, paraeducator, to get him off the bus, do you want me to get him off? And if so, how are you going to work that for me to come any earlier than when I come? Just go get the boy off the bus. It's special ed, you got a lot of people, there's a couple of people on the bus. Go well, get the boy off the bus. Hey, hey. So I don't know if they, they I don't know. But the teacher hasn't said anything, but when I checked, that's what it was. But the teacher's been out for a few days with COVID. She just found that. I just saw it today. Um, the teacher, the, the the lady teacher, that's the male. Um, she's trying to get to really figure out how she can be close to this little boy that's close to me. It's no big deal. They all need to figure out stuff. I don't understand why they haven't. Um, but she's writing stuff on the board and he's writing back. So she stopped the whole half the class to write some stuff, asking him personal stuff about when he was in elementary school, asking She's read his file. So she knows all the stuff she's asking him, but she's just asking him anyway. So she did digging his files and stuff and uh, trying to, uh, you know, she told me a couple of things about the the male guy that, because he was the one that, the male, uh, mean male uh, teacher. He used to be his teacher, but the mom took him out of the class because he's very, he's awful. So um, he's in another class instead so the lady is reading all the stuff that he wrote about him in the files and I guess she's upset so I didn't stick around here because I'm here for one person so I just got out of there real quick it was great but she wanted to share everything that was in the file with me so we could be complaining so anyway then um, she started like I'm about to say, she stopped the whole class in real life, so class doesn't know what to do. They share parents, so the parent doesn't know what to do. Um, whatever the t- t- kids are talking to her, she totally stopped talking to them because she's trying to get information from this little boy that only talks to me. <laughs> he writing, writing, boy, writing all this stuff, so I'm reading it. I'm reading what they're, you know, he's writing and she's writing, and I can go back and do what I have to do. But as long as the kid that I have is on task, I'm fine. And there was no task, but you did it so far. Whatever she said, you right there, good. So she's still digging. It. So it's like 20 minutes of in, in, ignoring the client, telling them to go somewhere that we still haven't gotten there. And um, this was yesterday. Trying to get information from this little boy that only talks to me. So she's like, I would like for you to talk. I love your voice. You know how you do it when you're trying to get in the kids' heads. Oh boy!
6: Like
10: why? <laughs> because I want to be your friend. He was all this stuff. So then today she asked him because he he's not doing nothing without he's doing, in the classes that we had together. He's stuck to me. He thought I said buy him because he's not going to sit down if I don't sit next to him. So she saying um, to him, "Do you trust?" Uh, her talking about me, and he's nodding head, yeah. And so she's like, "Good, you see, it's like there's trust. trust you. Trust Miss so and So." And he's like, Who? And Then he looked over. She's like, "Me." And he was looking like, Mm-mm. You could trust her. And he like, "Sure." Then she's like, can "You trust me?" And he was looking, "You can trust me." And he, "I want you to trust me." Like,
12: you know, he do me. And so he looking like,
10: "Sure." <laughs> and so she's really trying to work on this boy to get him to have. The relationship that he has with me, and I guess maybe all of them are now, but it's just crazy. So the guy that I was, I work with, he had a, what they're calling a meltdown today. He did real well since I've talked to this teacher and have him go to the front. So when the behavioralist came into the class, she's watching me with them. So she's in the back, we're in the front. So I'm working with them to get him to participate. So he did. He was doing great. So the teachers keep saying, you're doing great. You're doing great. So the white lady get up. The behavior was like, huh, she must be giving him the answers. She comes sit right by us. And she's asking me questions. Well, leave me alone because i got to work with him. I said, stop, stop, stop. i got to work with him. So I'm working with him so he can figure it out and answer the questions and participate with the class and understand what's going on. So the teacher's like, oh, my gosh, you're doing great. And he just keeps saying that. So the teacher... But do you think he needs a, uh, maybe something like a, uh, some apparatus, accounting counting apparatus or something to help him count? Uh, he's going to need something that's not just him? So, uh, he's like, okay, well, did you, I don't, look, I said, look, I haven't said anything else to this man since I asked him, um, what he's going to do with the boy and, um, can he sit in the front? So, uh, she's like, okay, I'll ask him, great. So, leave me alone so I can keep working with him. So, we got so good. He, he was, had a great day yesterday. Today, he threw him off with his homework stuff. Well, he wanted him to do homework in class, and this child doesn't like homework. And be it that you're a special education instructor, you should know you don't push the kid. So he pushed him, pushed him over the edge, then reported him, and, you know, made him stay after lunch, and that, that was a big deal. So he ended up calming down. I stayed right by at the door, you know. I, I let him do whatever, get his punishment, but I stayed by the door. But, um... There's going to be a lot to this because this school, this is stuff is ridiculous. So I'm sorry to keep rambling. I'm just just so shocked that, so excuse my, how I sound. It's just, I'm just now coming from this place. And it's, I just, I know I'm, it's not me being, I'm not overreacting. This is detention. This is something. You shouldn't be like this. So, just
1: excuse me. I just, I'll, I'll do better. Um, thank you. Hmm. Much obliged for sharing, Bay Area mom. Uh, that is, you know, hey, education under the system of white supremacy, detention. She said, basically, these this is supposed to be special education. In fact we should have a program on Sunday I said this is the program that I thought we were supposed to have last Sunday but I was in error this coming Sunday 8pm Eastern, 5pm Pacific much of what she just talked about on her job, that component of it, we will talk about on Sunday new school year right on time even all that old uh fake love oh we just we just trust you can you can trust us oh we just love you we just love us some little black boys oh mm-hmm. we will revisit for even the as she was saying about dang maybe maybe this might be radical Militant, coonin. Maybe we can tailor, tweak, if you like, the curriculum to suit the needs, better suit the needs of our clients. What? Huh? 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 Yeah, that's militant. Now nah, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. <laughs> just, just keep going the way we are. Like, Alrighty, gotcha pipeline they call it yes and in fact right at the very beginning when she was talking about her workplace uh specifically she said she went and that they just started school she told us before that when they went they said, you've been skipping you you got plans we, we got an eye on you you out here trying to think you're gonna be cutting school and so we don't tolerate that around I'm like what am 11 i don't really I mean, what is, what is skipping school? Like? We don't even do that. at Like, what are you talking about? She said they came in all rowdy, the resource officers and all of that is so bad. She said they were so aggressive. She had to come in with her hands, hands up, don't shoot. Two times, Mike Brown, hands up, don't shoot. And like, oh, put your hands down. Try. Like, man, is it like, what kind of environment is that? I'm trying to go to school. Learn a little bit, read a little bit. The robots are coming like I gotta get my brain computer together and they the, 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 what? Skipping school squ- like what <laughs> man Woo This does not sound like a, a warm, welcoming environment where you can just go and hang out and learn. Uh and and say, Hey, you gotta be vigilant. Got to put a foot on Leroy's neck early. See? Can't let him come in here and get sassy. Get started at the end of the year. We nip at the beginning of the year. Excuse me. Nip all that in the bud right now. See? With Leroy. She said... And she said this repeatedly. I'm confident at my job. I have... I'm able to establish a rapport with these black children. The children, period. But... In particular, the black children that you don't care about. They trust me. That's built. I am sincere. I want to see them do well. I do not try to banish them to the blacktop. They are upset about that. And I've never even heard of that in the middle of a lesson. Like we've deviated off into writing notes, basically public notes with one student. What are the rest of us supposed to be doing while this is going on? Like we just hanging out to be voyeurs? <laughs> like wait, we don't have an assignment. You can't banish us to the computers, <laughs> all this. We we don't get banished to the blacktop. <laughs> like, even we can go outside and I don't know, count the four leaf clover, something. All of this for what? Vindictive white woman? You could trust me? Leave that old nigga woman alone. You could trust me. I'm great. You don't want to be trusting old nigger woman anyway. Pitiful, man. This is what we got for, you know, education. System of white supremacy. Think about this before you get to the bedroom. Talk about all of this in detail before you get to the bedroom. Now you see the ugliness. Now it starts, it. Jen. Don't talk to her. Remember she said that before? The children would be so excited. There she is. It's so nice. Oh, we miss you. Get on out of here. Don't make me get the dog. Get out of here. Dang. She said, now I'm working. This is the fella that they, you know, hired me. I'm compensated to come work with this young fella and see if we can get his academics together and all that. He starts doing a little bit of work. Cheat nigga woman in here telling him the (laughs) end. What? That is I mean for everybody I don't even know who I'm more insulted for. Like I'm sitting here as a child, I'm putting in the work and doing this. Cheating nigga woman is giving him the (laughs) or I am a grown adult educator. You think how is that helping him? How is that help who is that even helping? Me just sitting here and giving him a couple answers for today. Who does that benefit? So I can what? Stroke my ego like, ah, see how not aren't, aren't I the best. See that did you see that? He got all of them right up. What are you serious? And do you see that's another pattern we see with academics where black children start doing well? The immediate accusation cheaters, you cheaters. We're not in varsity lose, man. Rick Singer wasn't out giving us the answers and making sure we get extra time on the test, man. Anyway, uh, the fake love, all of that coming up. I th- Black self-respect, man. To look, they have these individualized education plans for a reason. We could tweak a curriculum so that it benefits and maximizes the potential of these young boys and girls who are in special education. Nah. That's old fool nigger talk there. We don't want to do that. Get on out of here. <laughs> like it's in its IP plan. Like, come on. Why are we going to do this and just let him fall behind again and fall behind right at the beginning of the e- a year? I thought... Negro, you're not paying attention. She said they have students that are near failing. I thought the school year just started. How are you near failing? We are five minutes into the academic year. How are you near failing? How is that possible? I humbly submit as a non-educator, that is the teacher and or principal school district's fault. You can have the lamest, most ignorant, whatever student in the world. There is no way you can be failing five days into the school year. What have we done to fail? Write your name down. That's like Dylan, really. You can put your gym shorts on. man, Disgraceful, man. Uh, much obliged to Bay Area. I can understand being stressed in that sort of environment I mean dang you talk about total I've heard Mr. Fuller, Minister Farrakhan I've heard many non white people victims of racism express an extreme amount of frustration like more, more than they normally would when they are actually witness like honestly, this is not something I'm reading about like in a removed sense of, like I am here to see non white children being harmed directly and it's not a whole lot that I can do about that or I'm in a pretty weak position to be able to do something about that I've heard victims be express the same sort of frustration about that like man that's why I think also Dr. Welsing would say all the time when you play around with sex in the system of white supremacy racism the joke is on the offspring every time other folks who dialed in with a hand up line should be open proceed Not giving folks a second I thought we had uh switched around. We had other folks who were there waiting as well. I'll give out the number again number six oh five three one three five one six four the code five six four nine four three pound press star six one if you would like to participate, uh, we'll be here on Saturday compensatory call-in as I said earlier we'll be here on uh, Sunday uh, Sunday as well uh, normal time 8 p.m. Eastern 5 p.m. Pacific uh, talking about education specifically white supremacy racism and education start of the brand new school year Uh, attempted parents listen in might have some thoughts that are relevant if you have little folks who are just beginning. We're supposed to be doing our uh, program uh, in a couple of weeks, said maybe third week of September, uh, about <clears throat> young people returning to the program to share some of their thoughts on what it's been like to be in school during the COVID 19 situation and now being back, I guess, regular times in school, uh, the drop in test scores and whatever else they've seen, even fentanyl. Do they have Narcan in the schools? <laughs> like, man. Uh, but, Will, if you know younger people, uh, if you have offspring, know nieces, cousins, nephews, whatever it is, uh, and they would like to come share a little bit about what their school experience has been like the last three plus years, let us know. You can drop me an email at com, And it should be, as I said, around the third week of September or so. Uh, normal time, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, we'll have more details uh, as I start to hear back from folks. If there are days that really are not great for you, let me know. We can adjust accordingly. But, yes, definitely looking forward to hearing from little folks again, given everything that has transpired and the test scores as well. Man, so much to chat on. Let us see. Um <clears throat> Other folks, if you have uh, commentary to share, star six one. Let's see. folks are taking a moment I reckon to collect their thoughts and views and such again if folks are listening via the archives let us know don't be a spectator lots of that that is not helping us to solve this problem let us know how the robots technology all of that uh, is impacting your job if at all and or what you know that potentially could look like five 10 years from now might be important to think about. And even encouraging your children to be, you know, thinking that manner when they are thinking of a career and that sort of thing, like, man, be thinking now, what do you think? Robots are probably going to be doing this 10, 15 years down the road. People probably won't be doing this anymore. Now I humbly submit Many of those driving jobs, they are going to be out of here. And It is not going to be 15 years. It's probably going to be much. I would say probably less than 10 years for a lot of the uh, driving type jobs. Like that is just, you know, already there in many, many cases. And or the drones and uh, just, man, <laughs> brave new world indeed and even what we talked about last week in terms of the hiring component where you might have a robot who is actually doing the hiring and then is the one practicing racism saying hey, you don't sound like a white man <laughs> you don't you don't fit in you know yeah, you're not going to not going to be a team fit speaking of that jargon mm. let's see other folks who dialed in if you have commentary to share line should be open proceed hello Yes, ma'am.
9: Yes. Um hi Gus. Hi everybody. Um, I just wanted to say if uh if a young person is in school now or even if the person is a like an uh, adult returning to school, um many times the federal government offers internships, fellowships for for students, um and they allow you to work uh, during your um, off hours um, while you're in school. Um, and once you graduate, that's an easy foot in the door for uh, employment, federal employment. Um So I just wanted to pass that along. Even if a person doesn't have a college degree, um, as I had mentioned on another call, on another uh, broadcast that you did us um they uh the federal government it's i won't say it's easy to get into the federal government but you but if you have a lot of experience. Um, the federal government will hire you even if you don't have a degree, which um, I know that the private sector you know, relies heavily on degrees. Um, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Also, too, one federal agency, the Department of Homeland Security, um, I won't say it's easy to get in and to get promoted as, you know, a a black person, but I have found um, that um, they it's it's not as difficult to get your foot in the door at the Department of Homeland Security. So I just wanted to pass those things along. Also to the federal government, um, depending on how long you've been in, they will pay off your student loans. So um, I just wanted to pass those tips along to people. Thank you
1: much obliged ma'am uh the Department of homeland security uh metaphor can't be that easy to get gain employment uh see former cow's guest, irritated genie of Southeast. <laughs> but that's you know is true anywho um always great to know the benefits I think they call them perks sometimes uh of a particular job like that where As she said, depending on how long you have employment, they might pay off your student loans, that type of a thing. Excellent. Read the fine print. Make sure you know all the advantages of working for a place. She also talked about uh, for the federal government might be one of those sources of employment where you don't have to have that big, expensive college degree with all of that student loan debt. Most likely probably not one of those white uh, rowers equestrian NCAA athletes where you can get a scholarship uh, so yeah that and that's probably one why white people have had such angst towards the federal government for allowing negros to uh, get those employment opportunities with benefits and retirement and all the rest of it but yeah I would uh, that would be the sort of thing because they're probably still going to have people at the IRS although I don't know Maybe the bots will be taking over that, too. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it seems like they'll probably have people at some of those federal jobs for the time. I don't know, though. Like, man, I could see them letting the robots deliver the mail. Like, that's one. The United States Postal Services, that is one. I think the bots are going to probably wipe that. Mm, I'd say less than 20 years. The IRS. That's just numbers crunching like I did. Whew. It seems like the bot should take that, too, because that's just numbers like you. I mean, the bot should take that, too. Right. The IRS. That's just a matter of do you want to call? Them. I mean, nobody likes them. That's just a matter of you want to call and they the IRS, they target niggers, So I mean, hey, maybe if they can switch it over and program it correctly. The IRS will no longer target black people, but at least as it's presently constituted, they have data. New, fresh, ink barely dry. They disproportionately target Negras at the IRS and not POCs. People classified as black. But I think the bots will probably take that too. But yeah, that would be a big one to think about. Like, 10-15 years, are the bots going to have this job? Or... Anywho, other way, uh, other folks who dialed in, if you have a hand up, lines should be open. Proceed.
12: Can I be heard?
1: Z's mommy? Yes, ma'am.
12: Greetings, um, callers and listeners, and greetings, just... I was... Um, I haven't had to deal with the idea of, like, robots in general, but I did think of one thing that might be useful is, like, using those AI writing tools to kind of help set up your cover letters, and then from then, like, obviously tweaking it to personalize it and just use, like, better language, but I know for a lot of people, it's, like, hard to start writing them, and the way that jobs are now when you're applying, it's, like, you need a new cover letter for each job you apply to, and... For instance, when I was looking for a job for like over two years, I was probably applying to like six jobs a day plus. So I would have to make a new cover letter for each one because like you were saying, they use algorithms and they use like um, keyword searches to see if you in your resume and cover letter have those keywords. If not, they kind of like flag you or, or just don't accept you like you don't pass that one screening so I just thought that that was um interesting or maybe helpful for people to use if they're making writing cover letters and um, I remember at my previous job um the one that I got laid off at at, during COVID even before like in a a couple of months before we had to do like these performance assessments and they made us write on our performance assessment that we would help to offload more of the work to like workers in India because um I was talking to the other people there and they were saying like yeah because they they let them work or they they can work them for longer hours and they pay them a lot less And so like a lot of the people who had been at that job for quite a while were expecting that they would lose their jobs eventually. But I just thought it was interesting that we had to put that in our own performance assessment, like basically how we were helping to in the future, basically not have our jobs exist here, you know, to have them be outsourced. So, and eventually they did like, lay off a lot of people so I think they have outsourced a lot of that labor and the other thing I wanted to bring up which um I mean it's not related to anything but I just thought it would be helpful is like I know like I would say the the importance or or benefit of like um going to community college if you can because you do save that amount of those two years a lot of like at least the community college I went to, all my professors went to some of the top colleges and had PhDs, and they were really quite good. And I actually, actually got a better education there because the class sizes were smaller. And when you go to a, a university, a lot of times the professors do research, so they may not actually be that good at teaching. Um, so it's really, it's I think it's good, especially I think in California they're starting to make community colleges free for the first two years, I think, you get an opportunity to take a lot of different classes and learn different subjects. And without the pressure of like, okay, I only have four years to be here and I'm paying thousands of dollars for this one class. Um, and it helps, especially, I think if you're a black person, a lot of times in high school, you can be like targeted. So even if you're like, <laughs> this is a random story, but when I was in high school, I told myself, like, okay, this year, I'm gonna get, like, all A's, and I got all A's, but then they have this other grade, which is, like, your, um, like, your behavior, and, you know, I was never late, never nothing, and this teacher still gave me, even though she gave me an A, she gave me, like, um, I think like those unsatisfactory for behavior because she just didn't like me and I was like one of the only black kids in the class so and all that to say like you know that could go on your high school record and and also if you go to community college you don't have to take SATs which are inherently racist you can get into like a very good college without taking your SATs so I know we joke about community colleges because of like Mark Furman but they are a really excellent pathway to get into like a really good college and you have the benefit of taking so many different classes that you actually know what you want to do and I mean you sometimes can even once you get to your actual four-year apply as an independent student so you may not even have student loans you may actually be able to go to college for free or for for very less money Um, I think that was all I was Going
1: to say. Thank you. Much obliged, Z's mom. Uh, See, the vindictive white woman strikes again. Striving young scholar. I'm going to do my best, be all I can be, see if I can get A's. It's fine can't take her A away. I'm going to still say she's an unruly and sassy nigger wench. Unsatisfactory. (laughs) Dang, I didn't try to blow up the school. I wasn't rib vodka. Vindictive white women. Uh, We do rib Mark G.E.D. Furman, who couldn't even graduate or just pick one community college. He went to three and still didn't finish up or transfer that notwithstanding community colleges, great resource. Education is education. They even uh, make sure that they state that in one of the documentaries on uh, Rick Singer and the varsity blues scandal that we've been talking about this week, our guest and everything uh, that, you know, all of this hubbub and prestige that you got to go to Harvard or, Stanford or wherever pick the uh, USC or rental James. you got to pick this really prestigious white institution to get a quality education I mean that is a racist lie that's just a part of the business of for-profit uh, colleges and all of that that was talked about with our guest this past Tuesday Dr. Heckstrom. Uh but yeah, you, I mean, hey, anywhere you can get quality education if you are willing to do There are a lot of people who are not even willing to do the work. Go to those big name institutions and are lazy and partying and all the rest of it. Uh, you could absolutely go to a community college, smaller class size, maybe less pressure, get more one-on-one attention and learn quite a bit. So, hey, knowledge is knowledge. like take advantage and do the best that you can. and yeah, particularly, uh they had been. I think that was old Joe Biden and some of the other folks working to see if they could make community college access free. If that is the case, then definitely take advantage wherever you happen to be. Uh, we are still learning long as you're here. So if you you know are a teen or sixties, whatever. Uh, take advantage you know if you can get some free education learn that is way better than sitting around and you know binge watching hulu or netflix or whatever it is see if you can learn something that'll help you in life on your job both parenting they have so many different types of class and information take advantage computers man everybody's trying to learn something about computers um the, oh, and even the job component that she talked about, where sometimes they'll make that a part of your contract for having that employment, that was a part of the actors in Hollywood striking. They were saying the exact same thing. They were being required to, in a sense, clone themselves uh, so that their likeness could be used in the future so that they would be out of a job, essentially like, as opposed to having these background actors in the future, we'll just have all of their images and likeness, uh, stored. And so we don't have to pay them. That was a part of the strike, literally that the bots are going to be used. uh, and we are going to be used to train the bots to take our jobs from us. Now that said, the constructive use of the bots to help get your resume written I literally just saw a report about that uh, this week. Uh, and I mean, white people were talking about and writing about using these apps to do the whole resume, including your professionally touched up photo where they, you know, re image it and put a nice background and all of that and get you some makeup and all that and, and write up the whole resume as she said, you know, you can tweak a few things here or there, but I mean, most of those, you know, chatbot type things, they are programmed to be pretty solid uh, with the language component. So at least in terms of spelling, grammar, correction, clarity that we talked about a lot of times, they can be very helpful with that structure and resumes. That's kind of a boilerplate uh, plate thing. I think that's why uh, some people have been doing that exactly so that they can get really precision crafted resumes for a specific job, get all the key buzzwords and everything in there. Those bots can do that very well. You can just go and tweak a few things, copy paste, bam, have it really nicely done. Technology, man. I'd said that like, who do we think is using these bots for something constructive. Really? Who do we think is using a Period. And then, yeah. For something constructive. But I mean, really, either or. I could be an error. Let's see. Much obliged. Uh, Z's mom. Uh, other folks, uh, if you have commentary to share, uh, if you have a hand up, if we have missed you, lines should be open. Don't wait till the last minute. Por favor. Yeah, I be heard? Color in Florida, yes, sir. Have they been talking about the Dollar General shooting on the job? Anyone bring you any peanut M Ms? Oh my goodness! Did you? Oh, such a tragedy. Have they have they come to console you or anything about all that?
15: Sir, I haven't. I haven't heard them say anything about Jacksonville. Now, the person I speak to about racism. The one black person on the job she asked me if I heard about it, but of course, the other um non white people and the white people hadn't said anything about it. Uh, they only mentioned about a day or two that they closed down the courthouse for the um the storm last week, but that was the only time I spoke about the Jacksonville. Uh, Dollar General shooting was with, with another uh, victim that worked at the courthouse, but I hadn't heard them speak about it. Uh, but speaking of candy now, M&M's, Reese's Pieces. So I'm going to start with this one. Now, this is this is a, a click member white one. So I was walking through the traffic area where they do traffic citations. Uh, I asked about an envelope or something like that. And a a black female was speaking to this white woman. So she she said that I think she didn't have an envelope or something. And she was eating Reese's, like Reese's Pieces, right? And, you know, there's an orange bag. And so she asked me if I wanted any of the Reese's Pieces. So I was going to say my, the usual, I'm good. But before I could give a response, the black female says, don't do it. Don't trust her. She, you know, she's nasty. She's been picking her nose. Now, this is this verbatim now. And I just looked at her and I said, I'm, I'm leaving now, so you know, I'll see y'all later. But this the the black person said this, you know, in front of the clique, uh, white woman and the white woman is like, uh, oh, she's just she's just so silly. I'm just you know what, I'm gonna cough on her and just being real petty and trolling, okay? But now she said that don't don't get nothing from her black person, I said,
8: I'm going away
15: now. <laughs> so that 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 never really happened to me before, like that. Um, and I do believe that she is, you know, gross and everything like that. I wasn't going to accept it anyway, but I wanted to share that since that you know I was thinking about the candy. Um, my my next one is i am spoken about this white woman who uh, got sent home because of fragrance, perfume. And she's been coming around and hugging on both uh, a black female and a white female. Now, today, she was complimenting a white female on how her hair smelled, that your hair smells good. Or something like that. And she does that with a strategy because she just, she just mad that she got sent home because, you know, she has this powerful smell of perfume that she was wearing and she got written up for this. So, you know, I guess she's just been trying to find ways to, um, I came out wearing it or wearing some kind of fragrance saying that, yeah, they sent me home. And people at the front counter can come up there wearing perfume, but do they send them home? You know what? I'm just not going to have this conversation. She's saying this to another white female, you know, and I just found that suspicious, you know. Um, my next one is uh, I was taking a picture of a a black person, the passport, and once again, the, you know, the uh, the anti-blackness came about where he asked, "That man it's looking kind of dark, high. You know, my picture is kind of dark." I said, "No, sir. Uh, you're zooming in and making sure that the uh, the picture is just the correct size, so I can get you your photo. And I'm going to take it up to the front counter, and you can head right up front, and they'll get y'all started out. Um, and then another." Victim, um, a lot of complexion lighter than me. And I gave him the photograph. It's, it's like a uh, a small thumbnail picture of this same black person. So I said, uh "There's a gentleman sitting out here in the lobby, and this is his picture right here." So you know, here you go. And he says, "Oh yeah, you know, he just he stepped out to go and get his birth certificate. He'll be right back. He left it in the car." And I said, "All right, thank you, sir." So I turned around and I went down the steps from the counter. And he says, "Oh, he's looking kind of, he's looking kind of dark. Did you hear me? Did you hear me?" And I turned around and said, now, what, what did you say again?" And he says, "Yeah, he's, he's looking kind of dark." And I just said, "Melanin is good." And I walked out of the room, <laughs> you know. And I, I didn't, I didn't insult the, the person. Complexion and nothing like that. The victim, so um, I had this, and then that brings me into how the comments that they make, because they are already setting up Halloween. Now it's September what? September the eighth, and I see these gnomes, like the garden gnomes, but they have black hats on. Okay, and like black outfits, the gnomes, and they're sitting them on the counter over on one side, and then they have, like, witches hats on the other side of, in official records. Okay? Uh, and a white woman, now, it was um, about the rain this morning. So, this, see, now this white woman, I, I'm going to add another one after this. She walked past me. I'm the only one sitting in the um what I call a segregated section and I'm on uh the computer about to help a customer. This white woman, she walks by and says, Man, it's just so dark outside. She but she ain't said when she first walked into the, the entrance area. She wait until she waited until she got in my proximity and got and touched the doorknob and said that, okay? And and I'm going to say this to say the same white woman, she she was wearing uh, uh, HBCU, like spam spam you orange and green, right? Okay? This was last Friday, and an email was sent out about dress code and large logos and sports teams so she was mad about that. This is a white woman wearing a, a FAMU T-shirt, right? So she she was asking a black person in there, "Oh, are you are you offended by this?" And they said no. So she was upset about this email being sent out because I guess she thought this was uh, referring to her, like team logos, sports teams, high school teams. Newberry, like a lot of high school teams around here, college team, Florida Gators, FSU, and she thought she thought they was talking about her, and she was like, "Oh, if it was Tebow, if it was if I had on a Tebow shirt, would you say anything?" So I I asked her a question. I said, "Okay, you saying that? Oh, because this is a black school, a black college, would you ask for that?" And she didn't even, she didn't ask my question, you know? She said she was, she went back to HR down the hallway, but she she didn't ask that of of the the other white woman. So she waited until she got around where the black people were. So I was thinking she was kind of clowning around, but uh, they're practicing racism. Uh, And that's all I have to say. Thanks for allowing me to speak.
1: Woo. Dang. That is hilarious. Wow. Oh, gosh. I'm gonna get it together. Why? Why do you or maybe they explained it? I don't know. Did they explain why they said, you know, that's it. No more uh, sports paraphernalia. You wear all your, you know, gator gear or whatever. Do that on your own time. Did they explain why? Or do you have a theory as to why they put this policy in?
15: The the way that it happened was that it, it, it looked like it was a screenshot taken from a uh, a recent policy document about dress code. See the way this white woman sent it out to the supervisor, and it was only showing the part about um, casual Fridays, where people can wear shirts and jeans, and it was listing like bullet points about um, sports teams, large logos, and and then it said discriminatory or offensive symbols or something like that. Uh, and it was sent out around like 1.30 in the afternoon. So this, this white woman was upset about that. And then the other white woman that sits in there with us another racist uh, white supremacist and they were talking about her having to go to HR and bring it up and talk about dress code but I'm thinking that a white woman another white woman on the white side I think brought this up about this other white woman they're sitting next to each other and she's wearing this orange shirt it's orange and green and it you know it had Sam Mew on it. And uh a picture of I guess a non white uh person that she knows is on the is on the shirt. And I guess he played like volleyball or something. But I'm thinking it was because of, of that.
1: That's interesting. That is wow. Wow. One, I will use this as a beautiful opportunity. The Worthless Negro has said for years, this is a twofer because he said it's a bright orange shirt. I've said we're the same thing. I don't care about Casual Friday. They have Lax Monday, whatever. Mangy Monday, Casual Friday, whatever where the same thing every day. I have seen this. I've lived this where they have so-called casual Friday and it gets out of control. Even I didn't know anything about counter-racism, what have you. Hadn't read Mr. Fuller's book or anything. Hadn't read Dr. Wellsing either. But I, just by observation, came to that logic that just wear the same thing every day. There's no need for wardrobe shift because it is so-called casual Friday. And I said, no bright colors. That is, you are asking for trouble. Same thing every day. I think we had a listener who wrote that one in, especially for the young ladies, the yellows, the oranges, all of that earth tones, beige, brown, darker colors. Uh, The let's see. She offered the candy. He said the other victim shouted out. Don't do it, black brother. She's gross. I saw her. She didn't wash her hands. Lord Jesus, don't do it. (laughs) Like now, (laughs) Wow, <laughs> I don't know maybe she listened to the cows, <laughs> although that is not a that is not cow's behavior. I do not say shout out what to do or what not to do. I do not say do that, but I mean, wow, one side of it a plus I'm right there with a I say that all the time. I say that all the time, right on I do not say uh shout out, try to have some discretion uh you know you do not want to attract that sort of attention to yourself that sort of thing but i mean hey flawless logic and she black self-respect i'm looking out for my black brother don't do it black brother she'll poison you don't do it now i was thinking now what i just said you know discretion other people hear that who is this nigga what did you okay get her (laughs) like that's generally the way it were like you don't mess up you know you don't know what I had planned I might have had rat poison for this nigger and you're going to be shouting I wasn't even talking to you trying to mess up my get this get this nigga woman and get that nigga boy next now let's see the oh man the, the he said they saw her home because she had the fragrance and had been going around hugging people I submit, if she hadn't been hugging people, they maybe would have tolerated the fragrance. Like, I've seen that in many work environments, especially with a white person where they wear uh, an odd perfume or too much of it, and everybody grouses about. Like, that's—it's at least one person like that throughout. Uh, if she, she could have just kept her hands to herself, hey. Pfft whatever they would have just avoided her office and you know put that on the gossip list for once or twice a week and that would have been that but and I, that's another one I, keep your hands to yourself we've had people who've called in who've been the victims of this sort of behavior where white woman has just got to molest everybody in the office come here give me some sugar that. hey man we just now I'm, this doesn't mean anything in Ron DeSantis land but rest of the world, we did just have COVID been talking about that and everything keep your paws to yourself We don't need to be eating after everybody and potluck and all of that that I, you know, even before the Rona didn't think that was the best thing to do, but man come on, what is come on, this is not a brothel this is not uh, what is it, robo bimbo, no keep your paws to yourself and really for reals I suspect that's probably what it was. If she had kept her hands to herself, this would have been fine. And even the logic. Now see there, obstinate white women to get an attitude about it as opposed to just, and I'm not a fan of the perfume in the workplace, like neutral. You're not coming. This is not the club. Not, you know, trying to impress and all of that. Very prudish. You're professional, not cologne and perfume and all that, like real Man, nah, just here to do business. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, and people are fragrance sensitive too. That's another thing uh, to think, especially now you got so many people with allergies and everything. Fragrance neutral, often best. Anyway, uh, to say that, you know, they don't send people, people come up here to the front desk. They got all kinds of perfume and things. <laughs> we can't send anybody home who comes to the front desk, ma'am. They don't work here and they send themselves home. They normally only linger here for about five minutes unless you all are lollygagging and pressing the panic button. They're in and out. So I mean, what do you come on, man? That's that's what I say about those old metaphors. They come in and say some old, go home and take all that off and come back and be a professional and then stop hugging people. and We wouldn't be having this discussion. That's the other thing. The people that come to the front desk, they don't come and paw and feel on everybody either. Panic button. Uh, The oh man now i man black self respect like you say, white people are to blame it was a non white person who came in who had the i don't even know what you call it grouse about the uh darkness of the image
15: yes, sir. the person was sitting on on the stool and I was uh, processing the the image and I was trying to to zoom in to, to give it the right size that they needed for the passport. And he and he made that comment, and he was kind of snickering with it. And I just totally just went on to another um, subject just talking about just increasing the size to um, take it to the front counter, and you can just start with a process. And,
1: you know, I ain't trying to make no jokes or nothing like that. Black self-respect. I thought Dr. Welsing would be proud. Like, melanin is a good thing. Keep it moving. Hey, black self-respect. Like that. Even that, like, got me looking kind of dark there, brother. And snickering. Like, man, that... Man, race soldiers have done an extraordinary job at brain trashing us like oh man man just trying to do the photo now i mean there is some racist history to that in terms of white people uh photographing black people incorrectly so that they do not show up well in the photograph that said man i don't think that was the issue like man even the snickering, like, I mean, if it was a for real, like, legitimate problem, like, there's a lighting issue here, and, you know, we've heard that before where some people had issues with their photo, just, man, black self, Dr. Webb, that's why she talked about that all the time, black self-respect, so important, that is why she totally opposed all that name-calling and all of those degrading images that are broadcast on Netflix and streaming and YouTube and everything else, that right there that is the result. That's exactly why you do not want your children exposed to all of that because they'll end up saying the exact same thing got me looking kind of dark there can we do something about that black doctor Welsing, man, Dr. Welsing. Uh, now, now, oh, and then he said, he said, the white woman came in and said, oh, oh dark out there. Oh, oh, oh. But she Mm-mm. waited till she got in proximity to where he was, like, man, that's, I think she was talking about, oh, it is dark in here. What's when thing about all these niggers? They got me in the segregated, what, what, oh, and she just had to say something. I think she was written. What in the world? I didn't, I didn't come to the courthouse for all this. Now you all need to have the, the, make him clean the toilet or something. Why is he sitting up front? Oh, oh, the Santa save us, Lord. Oh, now he got through that one. To then have oh, we got the Halloween. That's white people's favorite holiday. I've seen the same thing where they they were bragging about Halloween. It was still August. We're just basically the first week of September, really. They were bragging about Halloween last month. We hadn't even got Labor Day yet. And they're like, man, whoo Halloween. I'm gonna get that knife and make out the fake blood. That is most representative of the Yorugu Asili. Halloween, the spirit of white woman, white man, white child all of it. They can't even wait. Anywho, uh, and he said they, they, with all this with us, why I said, hey, we're the same thing every day. She goes to ask the black person, now you offended, got my FMU shirt on, Florida A&M University, you offended by this, my black brother? now, you're really codified on one be like I don't I don't really know what you're talking about man I'm just gonna get back to my work black brother (laughs) I'm not even I'm not I mean you could be a season ticket holder to the FAMU volleyball game team males and females and been one for 10 years I'm good man I, I don't really know what you're talking about I'm gonna get back to work thank you kindly Anyway, BGQ, she did, or he did, he gave her his answer, whatever. She didn't go ask the white person. Now, wait a minute now. What? You could have won and ass. Are you offended? Who has a problem with my fam? You sure? Who? Who? Who amongst my Florida brethren, sisters? White woman might have said, yeah, I do have a problem. I remember that hazing scandal. I don't mess with them niggers. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's why. They have that sort of rule because, man, you got right. everybody here doesn't like Tim Tebow. You got some people, they were from Georgia. They had the fellow who was around there talking like, I'm with the Georgia Bulldogs. I don't know nothing about Tim Tebow. Bulldogs. Woo. That's exactly why they got that sort of rule. Keep down the con. We did not come to work for argue and squabble and bicker and waste time, really, because that's a lot of what it comes down to, wasting time and talking about this school. And I know everybody on the Come on. Get some work done, man people are piling up in the lobby you talk about that on your free time and they probably had some brawls because white people really get into all those competitions and what have you and all it takes you have one white person their are gators and tim tebow and wagers and brawling on the part that one time for that sort of thing to happen and we are done no sports paraphernalia And they said discrimination because that gets real tacky, too, especially down there in Florida. Like, man, 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 no logo because they had to get that detailed. That's that's probably been a rule written in blood, as they say, metaphor, where they have had fisticuffs, firings, brawls, write ups, all of that. We're next. All this nip cut cut it at the knees. No more sports paraphernalia out of here. And I agree because that's just. Come on, man. We're the same thing every day. We can be casual and we don't have to get into all that because it just wastes time. But you see how slick she was? I'ma just go to the black brother with my HBCU shirt on. I know you ain't got no problem with it. We got a problem with my shirt on. Whatever, Why are you even over here? Go to the white section. Why are you over here in the segregated section asking my like I have run things at the. I didn't put the rule in. Don't come asking me. Let's come down to the slave. Look here. Look here, and the rest of you. Kunta, do you what do you think? <laughs> come on, come on, come on. And that's that's another one. So white people are ignorant about racism. Why did she ask a white person about her T shirt? Come on, come on, come on. Any hoodles, uh much obliged. <clears throat> Hopefully worthy of folks' uh time and energy. Uh, We will do it again, uh, or not do this again specifically, but compensatory call in Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, same time. Then we will be here on Sunday. Man, the folks with the school components that were discussed, uh, even the uh, allowing, they will provide black students with lots of excuses and ample room to fail Don't worry about it, Leroy. You got an old, small-brain computer anyway. You can't do anything with that old pecan-sized brain. You're supposed to get an F. You can't compete with a white man or a white woman, or an ant, really. Ah, you got an F. Don't worry about it, Leroy. <laughs> it is built into the system. We will chat about all. We're not slowing down the curriculum. What are you talking about? Shut up. I'm not doing that. Change the curriculum for Leroy <laughs> Leroy is worthless. That is very widespread in the system of why even the old fake love, you can trust me, Leroy. You don't need to trust that nigger woman. Trust me. We love nigger children. We lo- like little chocolate drops. We will chat about that. Sunday's program. Can't wait. Again, this was the error, my error. I thought we were doing this last week for Labor Day Sunday. Eh. Sunday, September 10, which I guess is 9 11 Sunday. That's a holiday, too, so called. <laughs> Much obliged, folks, tuning in. Hope it was worthy of your time and energy. Sobriety would be best under conditions of white supremacy. in contact with another black person. It has been time. Replace white supremacy with justice immediately. No name-calling, no gossiping, no throwaway offspring. They don't even have enough investigators in the St. Louis region. Your child has been neglected and abused I was going to say, maybe they get help, maybe they don't, but I mean, hey, they, search, they are so short staffed, it would seem like most certainly they are not going to get the help they need. Throw away children once again. Cal signing up. Thanks all for tuning in.
14: Nigga, you so brainwashed.
1: I'm a victim, brother. problem.
15: You're
1: a victim. Yeah. I'm a victim of 400 years of conditioning. Shut up. The man has programmed my conditioning. Mm -hmm. Even my conditioning has
11: been conditioned. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
5: Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer
6: solitaire, huh?
11: Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba
14: Casino. That's right, chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
11: Chumbacasino.com.
14: No breaches necessary, by
6: law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply, see website for details.